1: From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between, you're listening to Break the Bell Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Break the Bell Podcast, the show where we mush your squishy little brains around and uh, stretch it out a little bit and hopefully teach you something.
1: Hello, beautiful bell breakers, and along with that fact, I noticed that we're inverted. <laughs> Our, what? Our why images are, we, are switched. Why are we switched? I don't know. I just thought you were trying to throw me off. Bam. Oh, How back. about that? Whoa. There. Just like that, modern technology.
0: We always sit this way on the screen, not because I have to be the first, obviously, but because when I turn and look at you then it's it looks right. like I'm actually looking at right. you. When it's the other way around, then You're I'm looking, looking the, the, the other space. way. <laughs> and I'm just like, so, <laughs> Bill, <I> was, <laughs> And it's just, it was awkward, because I first, when we first started recording, I had him set up that way because we sit that way right. here, so it just made sense. Yeah. And then, as soon as we started recording, I looked at you and I was looking the other way. I was like, okay, that's not gonna work.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are here, for the most part, we are here and we are alive. Unfortunately, we're not everywhere live that we typically are because, Bill, it happened. We are legit. We hit the big time. We hit the big time. We nice. got the YouTube axe. Yes. And I didn't know it. I didn't check my email. I don't check my email that right. much, as much as I should. So I didn't know it until I went to like set up the live stream, which we live stream on Facebook Live, Twitter Live, and then YouTube Live. Right. right. And so I clicked on all of them and I hit... Like schedule stream, and it's like, eh, sorry, fuck off. Uh, You violated our community standards. You can't live stream or post anything for a week." And I'm like, "What did we do? What like what? What did we do more than we've always done? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not saying we've never we don't do anything that should get us the axe, but we've always said this is going to be the one that gets us the axe. And and um, so I went back searching through the emails because I'm like, they had to have emailed. Uh, and, and notified us of this. So this was the email I got. It says, "Our team has reviewed your content. Let me get rid of this logo in front of our face."
1: Like a whole team or just like one Our guy? team. Okay. Our team
0: of bots probably yes. has reviewed your content and unfortunately, we think it violates our medical misinformation policy.
1: Interesting. Could
0: you Interesting. imagine that from us? Yeah, right. From us, really us yeah. medical misinformation, us We don't question the mainstream agenda on no, this. We not don't at question all. I mean, did you like that little intro where uh, it it talks (laughs) about uh, this is like personal opinions? Yes. Yes. And free thought. And we don't subscribe to that mainstream narrative. I'm sorry, but we don't. Um, But we also don't specify, hey, this is or is not. We are like, this seems a little every fucking time. (laughs) This seems uh, we're always like, this seems a little strange. And this is why we think so. Yeah. And but we, we never, always have something to back it up, yeah.
1: and we never come up and be like, "Okay, it's definitely you know." And and the episode they were talking about, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, the one one that they mentioned is, it's called, uh, it was the weekend wrap up. It was last weekend's yeah, weekend wrap up right. called Medical Mysteries. Yeah, and it was all. Mainstream sources. Yeah. I think the least min- mainstream source we had was Zero Hedge, and the rest mm-hmm. was I, I, because I just went back and looked. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we were all pretty mainstream right. on that. It was CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, yeah. or NBC News. So, yeah. so it was all like stories coming right. up. Because I remember saying, I can't believe they're saying this in the mainstream media. Yeah. So that's why I had to go back to the episode and look to see the sources. Because right. I was like, I know for a fact. I was shocked that this was coming out of the mainstream. Right. Yeah. And so for, for them to flag us on that one, which was talking about like the J and J uh vaccine right. uh kind of getting yeah. sidelined because of blood clots. Yeah. It talked about um the
1: hepatitis the outbreak. The
0: hepatitis outbreak in uh across the world yeah. and how we were like, Well, they're saying it's not because of the vaccines, yeah. but it could be but it sounds like we even came yeah, to we the even conclusion. It, it sounds like it's not from the yeah. vaccines because the early cases weren't vaccinated yeah. kids. And they're like, you weren't decisive enough. <laughs> I, I guess not. <laughs> and then um there was the uh, the weird deaths oh, yeah, in the Bahamas. Right, right, yeah. And <laughs> but we again, didn't even mainstream. tie that to anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we weren't like, oh, this is caused by yeah. obviously caused by the COVID yeah. vaccine. Or, no, we didn't tie it to anything. We we're just like, these are some weird medical shit that happens right. to be going on right now. And so in conclusion, I feel like we're very shortly approaching getting the boot completely from YouTube because right. if they go back and re- if they had a problem with that one, right, and they go back and review some of our others, they're gonna find way worse shit out there oh, than yeah. than that episode because that one, I like I said, specifically focused, yeah. on mainstream articles, right. and I I went back and appealed because I, I mean, they only asked us for a week, so that's yeah. good, um, but. I still appealed it because right. I felt that th- it's like if you're going to ask us, you've got to ask Fox News. you got to axe CNN. Right. you got to ask NBC. BBC, yeah, the, mean, yeah. All the sources that, that we, we cited, yep. you have to axe all of them because we so- we cited those sources. Yeah. So um, I appealed it. I'm sure I'll hear absolutely jack yeah, but, shit from yeah, it. But they're
1: like, it's just a week. Take it.
0: All that to say, we are mostly here. Yes. We will continue to stream wherever we can. Uh, right now, it's uh, Facebook Live and U- uh, Twitter, Twitter Live. And um, once those get the, the boot, which hopefully Twitter never does because yeah, Elon Musk yeah.
1: is all about free speech. And I'm surprised Facebook hasn't already. But.
0: I am too. But I, I feel like we are a more legit source yes. of it, like podcast now, because yes. we got a legit yes. axe. Um, we did get the boot uh, from a Facebook page early on, but that's just because yeah. we were connected to a uh, shitbag Facebook page known as The System is Down. And he got everybody. My, that's my brother, so I can call him a shitbag if I want. Um, He got everybody who was connected to him booted across the board. There was probably like a hundred different pages that got booted because he is an asshole like that. So, but this one was legit, legitimately ours. We yes. own this one, so we got the boot on YouTube for the first nice. time. It's only been a, almost two years now yeah. running, so I feel like. Uh, we're we're making <laughs> that, that's good. that's Making good waves. About that. That, yeah, that we
1: should be. So absolutely, we're, we try to piss people off.
0: Before we get into this show and continue to try to piss people off and continue to push the line and possibly get the axe in other locations, we have to mention our uh, sponsor who promotes us being able to push the line the and assholes. and be assholes, maybe piss some people off, uh, kind of shake up the, the narrative and stuff, and that is Run Your Mouth Coffee. <laughs> Run Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee company, hence the name, Run Your Mouth Coffee, but they also support free speech. They support you being able to come on a show like this or any platform or anywhere and just talk about your opinions, whether you agree with the mainstream or not. They they feel like you should be able to voice that without fear of getting axed from major video platforms or major uh, social media platforms. Uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee delivers fresh roasted coffee straight to your door. You can visit them at rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you. Uh, I mean we have some clout now. So right? because yeah. because we're pushing that clearly pushing the lines Wait, now. Yes. Um, so tell them that we sent you by using that promo code, break the bell. That's all one word, and you'll get ten percent off your purchase plus free shipping. And who doesn't love that? They absolutely. support free speech. They make delicious coffee, and that's really all you need in yeah, life absolutely. is those two things. <laughs> yeah, Dr- drink coffee and be an asshole. Yes, it's the American way. <laughs> just don't be a dick. You can be an yes. asshole. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. Those are those two totally different things. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, that's it. RYMCOFFEE.com. dot com. I mean, that's that's a good plug for them because. We are fighting against the thing that they fully support. Absolutely, is not getting deep platform for for same, same shit. questioning things, uh, and that's all it is—is is questioning. It's right. not—it's not like we are. It, we have never come out and been like, "This is exactly what's yeah. going on in the world. This is a global conspiracy." Right. This—I mean, we might allude to that, or we yeah. might be like, "This kind of looks a little weird yeah. out there. Is it coincidence? I yeah. don't know." But. For some reason, that's a big enough threat. Yeah. It's dangerous medical misinformation, so we got the boot for it. Dangerous. Just dangerous. This week, we're not going to talk we're, about... We're
1: not doctors. Just want to <laughs> let you know. Yeah,
0: no, not even close. <laughs> uh, we're not experts. We're not geniuses. We we don't even claim to know what we're talking about. We just find shit, and we're like, huh, this is weird. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Here's some
1: information.
0: Think about it. Let us know what you think. But don't worry, this week we're not talking about medical misinformation too much. We we might get there. I'm sure sure we'll get there somewhere. Uh, But we are talking about something that could be considered like a wild, crazy conspiracy theory. Um, We're going to talk about the impending uh, food crisis, which people are saying, oh, it's just this. It's like a perfect storm that's coming together, and it's causing this global food crisis, this food shortage, what have you. I mean, we've got, we've got weather issues, we've got like fuel prices, we've got shit shortages, (laughs) fertilizer (laughs) shortages, Uh, war. Yeah, obviously the war. We got Putin. We got Putin. We got Putin. Putin (laughs)
1: single-handedly. Yes. Destroying the, the agricultural uh, market,
0: formula, tainted formula, yep. We shut got,
1: down factories, yeah, fires
0: and fact planes like, hitting factories. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna get bizarre. And yeah, we're not saying it's not a coincidence, but we're just gonna talk about all of them and yeah. see, come up with maybe what we think is going on here. Maybe, maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's pre planned. We might get the axe just for saying, maybe, maybe it's pre planned. <laughs> um. It, it's just it just sits weird to me when yeah. like a couple of year, like a year ago before uh, the war kicked off, they're like, oh, food shortages might be happening. And then right. all of a sudden the war kicks off and they're like, oh, food
1: shortages. Yeah. And um, uh, the, the, the just you know, the Illuminati guys are sitting back and they're like, uh, who had food shortages? Twenty twenty two. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. All of those things that we just mentioned. Um, When it comes to food shortages, I want to hit all of them. Um, We've talked briefly about some of them, but we want to tie it all together, I guess, in a pretty little bow, because um, it it seems to be the topic of information going around right now is food shortages. There's even food riots going on in other countries. Mm -hmm. So so why not talk about it, I guess? I think it's time we got to get into the intro video before we talk about that. But first, make sure you check us out all over social media. Since we got the boot, we're going to keep pushing this even harder. And we want you to push it even harder to show these assholes that they're wrong. And um, so we want you to hit that like and subscribe button. share this with whoever, anybody that you can think that would be interested or should hear this information or would, would gain some knowledge from this information. Smack that like and share button because... That's how you help us out. That's that's our biggest source of support is you guys just sharing this with your friends and
1: family. Absolutely.
0: So do that. Otherwise, are you ready to get into this?
1: Let's do it. It's going to be a good one. I have a good feeling about I
0: it. I do, too, specifically because YouTube booted us, so we yes. have to be even better now. So, Absolutely. Uh, we're going to play this intro video, and when we come back, we're going to talk about food crisis shortages. Chrises? Crise. Chrysai? Chris Eye. It's Chris Here we go.
1: What did you say?
0: You talking to me?
1: What what the heck are
3: you talking about? What did you, what did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me?
1: Are you talking to me?
3: What are you talking about?
2: What are you talking about? What did you say? What did
1: you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What
2: did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about?
1: Talk
0: to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Oh, 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 did you just say?
1: What did you say? You talking to me. Are you talking to me? ARE YOU
3: TALKING TO ME?! What the hell are you talking about?
2: Who are you talking to?!
0: And here we go! Not on YouTube, but everywhere else! Well... We might wanna start figuring out where we're going to decide to stream as an alternate location because like I said, if they start digging they're gonna find some Right. They're gonna find a lot more yeah. <laughs> dirt on us to to yeah. strike to give us a strike. The first strike did I say this on the show? The first strike gives us one week off or right. one week vacation. The second strike is a two week vacation. The third strike is 90-day vacation. That's crazy. And it's not as cool as it sounds. No, <laughs> no.
1: Because we're not going anywhere good. We're not going anywhere. I
0: mean, it's way cooler than it sounds because yeah. we are, we are going to keep doing this no matter what. Absolutely. Whether you all like it or not, we're still here. <laughs> You're probably like, yes! <laughs> You're finally, I don't get that pop-up. YouTube pop-up at the top of my screen that says, hey, these assholes are streaming again. No, they, they like that. They like it. They do. They yeah, do. They do. So... Let's get into this show. When yeah. we, when, when, back in February, you remember February? I do it, remember February, yeah, yes. A long, long... It, it is quite time, a long yes. ...time yes. ago? Yes. When this whole Russia-Ukraine crisis kicked off? <clears throat> remember we did an episode called, like, Global Implic- Implications? Yes. Yep. And uh, we talked about, do they know what they're doing by starting? I, I think we concluded, they know what they're doing. Yeah, They yeah. know that this is... That Ukraine provides a good chunk of wheat and sunflower oil and shit like that to right. the rest of, like specifically like poor African nations, and Russia provides yeah. a bunch of wheat and stuff to fertilizer. a bunch of nation and yep. fertilizer and stuff, and we're like, hey, uh, this is gonna cause, yeah, this is gonna cause some problems, and even they come out and they're like, eh, this might cause some problems, and right. we're like, yeah, but but don't worry very small percentage of that comes to the United States. It's not going to really hurt us too much. Right. And for the most part, all we feel right now still is just major food like price hikes. Yes, massive. And it'll probably massive. continue like that for a while. Yeah. But I feel like it will come back around to us eventually. We will yeah. feel the pains
1: of everything. Oh, we will. Because it's all connected, thankfully, because the way the, the global market is all connected.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of other stuff going into that. I mean, they point their fingers at Russia for yeah. the food crisis. They point their fingers at the war for the food crisis. But that doesn't explain why they were predicting food shortages right. as of last year. Like yeah. January of last year or
1: like well, middle was, of last year. They were Because it was, uh, you know during right after the shutdowns the covid shutdowns they started saying there was going to be food shortages
0: yeah because remember the shipping crisis yeah. we
1: t- the shipping crisis and they didn't have enough pe- they didn't they didn't have people running in the plants working in the plants yeah
0: i i feel like every like previous topic like hey remember that time that this happened we did a specific yeah. episode about right, that yeah. because we did like a shipping crisis episode yep. we did uh um a food like the global implication yeah. on the food supply and yeah. fuel yeah. supply, and, and I remember we did one where
1: you had a video of it was a farmer, and he was talking about um, how they couldn't get parts for like their tractors mm. because of of the the COVID shutdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't and remember so they, all this stuff. And so they
1: were concerned about you know being able to, to harvest that 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 year. And so, so
0: I mean, you can say all you want that it's Russia, it's the war, it's Putin, it's right. the war on Russia. Saying it for got, years. Yeah, um, it started. With the shutdown, because mm-hmm. remember we had to kick back, kickstart back the economy, yep. and they slowed production, they slowed shipping, they slowed um, all this stuff, and then all like the supply routes and stuff. They yep. laid off all the truckers and yep. shit, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Let's go for it, guys!" And it's just like, "Uh, wait, we don't have yeah. that stuff. We don't have the supply routes in line anymore. We don't have the, 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 the shipping right. in place anymore." And every there was the major backup of the shipping and right. the shipping containers shortage, yep. which how do you have – like you think yeah. shipping containers is like a specific amount. They, right. they don't go destroy shipping containers. Right. Yeah,
1: it's one of those things that you can always have more of, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's not like the ones that were here – Three yeah. years ago, two years ago, Ooh. disappeared because of <laughs> right. COVID. Those are they- those are
1: old old uh, units. We don't need those anymore. Why, let's go ahead and burn those.
0: Are <laughs> they just turned them into tiny homes? Yeah, that's
1: yeah, I have, and they're kind of cool. There's yeah. one over on uh, 30th Street Southeast. Really? Yeah. Right.
0: I want one to turn into a bomb shelter. I do Toronto, too. So, but again, there, there's all this stuff going on. It's um, we talked about all these. Yeah,
1: these like, things like you previously. said, we we've done yeah special shows focusing on different parts of it, and and as you said, now it, it has become a perfect storm. Which I'm curious, what did they say before that movie Perfect Storm came out? Yeah, what, <laughs> what was the phrase
0: before perfect a perfect storm? <laughs> yes, I, I I don't know, but it's almost like this perfect storm. It almost seems I can't say definitively, but it almost seems like maybe it's not a coincidence.
1: Well, yeah, because again, they've been saying it for years and it's like it's almost like no, this will be the year, this will be the year and they're like uh, what else can we throw in there to kind of get this thing going?
0: And who's been uh claiming that food shortages are coming? What what major organization that we've discussed?
1: Uh yes, our favorite, uh, the WWF.
0: WEF talks about it all the time. Yes. And about um uh, centralizing resources yep, yep. so that we can share evenly yeah. and and Hello, I'm sure we'll talk about that oh, uh, you know we will later on in the show so all these small events that lead to this perfect storm include like I said in the intro there's there's fires at the mm-hmm. food processing plants we've got tainted formula supplies yes uh we've got Fuel prices are way up due to inflation, due to fuel shortages. Mm -hmm. The fuel lines here shut down. The fuel lines in Russia cut off from us. You know, all those stupid things. Uh, We got poor weather. I I talk specifically about my personal experience with poor weather when it came to my garden. Yes. How it went from, like, 20 degrees to, like, 90 degrees. There was no time for, like, the cold weather planting, like, the cool weather plants. yeah. Because – the local shop was like holding back on putting stuff out because, right. like, it's too cold, we can't put it yeah. out yet. And then all of a sudden, the next weekend, it was 90 degrees, and it's just yeah. like, well, all the hot weather plants are here now, right? Yeah, and so I, I understand the uh, poor weather conditions, yeah,
1: and who knows, maybe and, weather
0: and manipulation from the government, I'm right? sure. It,
1: you know, we <laughs> talked about that before too, not seriously, yeah. but you never know. But, but possibly, I, I, seriously. I had heard the farmers. Uh, because I go to a rural church, and they were talking, you know, how it, it's just been so wet, and and so it's been hard for them to get out, and so they were excited. This was like the first week that uh, they were they able to actually very get small
0: out. window to plant, yeah, yeah. But now we're pushing it, the right. growing season later, the the yeah. harvest season later. And are we going to get an early right cold or strike that that right that shortens the the harvest season? I I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, right. this, this could this could be way worse than it even. Anybody supposedly is predicting, except for maybe the people that know what is going on. Exactly. We're going to talk about all those things. Yes. Collectively, because they all kind of combine to make this big mess that's impending right now. So, first I want to pull up this New York Times article, because it talks about specifically what they think— is fueling the food crisis, the impending f- food crisis that is in the works right now. Okay. So let me share this, which I don't have pulled up. So hold on just a second.
1: And when did this article come out?
0: Uh, this came out April 26th, so a okay. couple weeks ago. So this was leading up, building up to it. So it's almost like a prediction. Um, New York Times, food, fertilizer, and the future.
1: Ooh, I like how they did the alliteration. You like that? Yes, that's really clever. Triple Fs? Yes.
0: Um... This is an opinion piece, so it holds no more weight than us today. So, But still, it digs into some of the shit that we're going to talk about, at least. It says, uh, as anyone who drives is aware, gasoline prices are, are up a lot from the, their 2020 low. Not even a lot. Up a lot is <laughs> quite the understatement, because yes. fuel prices are double what they were in 2020. Yeah because they were in like the $2 mid yeah.
1: $2 level, low $2 it, it, yeah, I would say low $2. Probably like
0: 210 around yeah. here. And you're looking at like 419 right now this yeah. week. So almost, co- almost exactly doubled. doubled. So to say hey, it's up a lot, that's that's kind of an understatement. It says first global economic recovery drove oil demand, then Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine cut into Russia's oil exports. But prices both at the pump and at the well head have stabilized, at least for now. Stabilized really fucking high, <laughs> right. but they've stabilized. I mean, yeah. They, yeah, they've flattened out. They're not going up anymore, but they're not going yeah. down either. By historical standards, real gas prices, prices relative to the overall cost of living, aren't that high. <laughs> it just says, we're paying too much for everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it, if you compare the gas prices compared to what everything else costs, right. it's not that much higher than typical, but everything costs a lot. Right. The only thing that hasn't gone up that incredibly is our wages. Right. In fact, they're lower than they were in 2006 to 2014. And as of this morning, Texas crude oil was back below $100 a barrel. Thank you. Yeah, while the energy crunch may be a bit less severe than some imagine, there there's a huge crisis in the global food supply. Indeed, over the past year, the surge in wheat price has been much bigger than the surge in oil prices. This hurts here in America, but it hurts much more in poorer nations, where a much larger share of family spending goes to food. What's behind the food crisis? So here we go. Here's the this here's their, some their of the reasons. Opinion. One piece of the story is obvious. Ukraine is normally a major agriculture exporter. That's what we talked about in that right. one episode um, about how they export to a bunch of the, like the poor
1: right. lot countries, of nations. Yeah.
0: Uh, it says, but that's hard to do when Russia is bombarding your railroads and blockading your ports. But there's more to the story. Russia has halted much of its grain, its own grain export, apparently an attempt to hold down domestic prices. Well, gee, let's see here. You put all these restrictions on them, trying, attempting to drive their freaking right. prices through the roof, attempting to put the pain on the Russian people so they will overthrow Vladimir right. Putin, which— they said that's not us. That's what they were saying. Right. They were saying, "Hey, uh, we want we." I mean, shit. Um, didn't Biden basically said that he wanted Putin oh, overthrown?
1: Yeah. yeah, he said the the Putin Putin regime can't cannot stand.
0: Yeah, and so we're putting this on un, this unnecessary pressure on the Russian people instead of the Russian government right. and. So Russia decides, you know, our, our prices are going to go way up. We need right. to halt our exports to keep our prices down. So yeah,
1: they're on a, on the verge of their own depression.
0: Yeah. So when they're like apparently an attempt to hold down prices, <laughs>
1: like yeah, like they're, they're like, dicks
0: supposedly <laughs> to hold down their prices. Those yeah. assholes says Kazakhstan, the region's third largest agriculture exporter, has followed suit. Then there's fertilizer. So so that talks about the war. Yeah. Which which we all. Already talked about. We've talked about that. We don't have to dig too deep. Then there's fertilizer. Modern fertilizer production is energy intensive. Before the war, Russia was the world's largest exporter, but Russia has now suspended those exports. Gee. I wonder why. I wonder why. (laughs) Huh. These guys are uh, being dicks to us, and we're being dicks to them, but we're going to give them our fertilizer? Right, yeah. I'm pretty sure if there was... Whether whether Putin's right or wrong, in his mind he's right. Obviously, right. he's not sitting there thinking, "I'm totally wrong in this. Yeah. I'm just being a dick right. here." Yeah, he's maybe not sitting he's...
1: up doing his evil laugh. And I mean,
0: maybe he is. Okay. Who knows? Possibly, possibly. But in this scenario, do you continue to um to provide those resources to the countries right. that you are supposedly
1: at odds right. with? Right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're sending. Billions of dollars and and weapons to a country that is fighting them, yeah. Why would they be like, oh, you guys? All right, well, here's your fertilizer, but you know, use it wisely. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, come on. What do you now? Think make sure happen? you don't feed your troops yeah. that you're sending. <laughs> don't to. don't use this as an explosives to use against us. Mm. <laughs> Says yet it isn't just Russia,
0: as a new analysis by Chad Brown, fucking Chad, and yes. Yilin Wang of the Peterson Wend. Institute for International Economics points out. China is another major fertilizer producer, and they cut off much of their exports last year, again, in an attempt to keep domestic prices down. Yeah. Hmm. What happens when you solely depend on two nations that you're constantly at odds with, yeah. and then you start threatening those two countries? Yeah, Who do we threaten more? than russia and china
1: that, that's who about are, it maybe iran yeah. can we throw iran in there i'm sure I, iran will pop what does Ra- iran give us really uh yeah.
0: I people to drop bombs on at some <laughs> point so i don't know uh let's see and as they point out such export bans are if anything a bigger issue than the tit-for-tat tariff hikes of the u.s china trade war all of this is causing big problems for agriculture around the world, especially in emerging markets like Brazil. This is bad. It's also an important lesson about the relationship between geopolitics and globalization. Oh, do, you know what, do you know what the important lesson is here? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be so dependent on global yeah. markets. Right. Focus more on maybe... We should take advice from China and Russia and be like, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're going to hold on to some right. of our own production yeah. here. We're gonna we're gonna bring some of our shit back home yeah. just in case a war right. breaks out yeah. that that we may or may not have instigated. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should b- decide to be more dependent on ourselves as a country. Yeah, but you know that's called nationalism,
1: right? And you can't we can't have that. We
0: can't have nationalism no. because that sounds a lot like Nazism, yes. and we can't put the two to
1: Nazism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> National Socialist Party, so uh, the word national is in there, so yes. we can't be nationalist we can't be so self-dependent because that's selfish right we got to share with
1: the rest of the world yes
0: uh, and we gotta depend on them to share back with right. us and if
1: they don't then that Th- then really we're hurts us
0: <laughs> again, it's not us that are getting hit the hardest but yeah, but it's not- probably our policies towards those countries well, exactly. which are causing them to yes. shut their doors. Which is hurting the rest of the world. Absolutely. Because it's not the poor African nations that are pissing off Russians right. yeah. and it, making them say, you know, our prices are way up, so we gotta we gotta yeah. tone down this freaking exporting. It it's directly NATO, it's the EU, it's the United States, it's, it's all written, it's yeah. us people Absolutely. that aren't as affected by it. Says so many people I think imagine that globalization is a fairly recent development. Economic historians know, however, That surprisingly integrated world economy emerged between 1870 and 1913 and made possible by the advanced technology of time, which was steamships, railroads, and telegraphs. In the early 20th century, Britons were already dining on Canadian wheat. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares about this shit? Yeah. It says, then geopolitics, wars, the rise of totalitarianism, and protectionism killed off much of this first wave of globalization. Trade revived only with the post-war establishment of the Pax Americana, and it took around 40 years to restore world trade to 1913 levels. Apparently, we didn't learn our lesson we, after World War One. When as countries we were like don't. countries were like, Well, fuck you. Uh, we're not gonna give you our shit if you're gonna go to war with us. Or oh, uh, we're at war. We should probably start hoarding yeah. our own resources. It's like a it's like a a prepper, yeah, right, it's like, well, we see this coming, so no, mm-hmm. we're not we're we're gonna start stocking up our own shit, and we're not no, we're not gonna give right. our our canned food
1: out to people that just because they're not Yeah, just you know, because you you feel like we need to use our goodwill, it's like, uh, we need to take care of our people first, right, a lesson that the United mm-hmm. States doesn't seem to have learned, no,
0: they have not watched a bug's life, no, apparently they have not, not watched <laughs> the freaking uh. <laughs> Uh, The
1: grasshoppers and, Yeah, the grasshoppers yes. and
0: the ants It's a, I mean, this is a, a tale that should be just, like, instilled into yeah. economic right. yeah. policy They, they should
1: show it in economic classes
0: <laughs> Which, that actually came from the old book or tale Yeah, the I remember ant and The grasshopper yeah, or something yeah, right. like that It's about the same story, yeah. but it's just one they ant just, and one grasshopper They just took
1: it up a couple notches yes.
0: Says, what is true is that the first wave of globalization was relatively simple and largely an exchange of advanced economy manufactured goods for primary products like, well, wheat. The complex value chain that characterized the modern world economy in in which, for example, cars made in wealthy nations include chips from Japan and wiring harnesses from Mexico and Ukraine is indeed a largely post-1990 development. Well, no shit. Mm. Made possible to a large extent by containerization and modern information technology has pushed world trade to new heights. It's basically saying uh, this is talking about how we got to kind of save globalization by like stopping right. the wars and stuff. There's one thing about humanity. If you go back through civilization mm-hmm. from humanity, all like through kind of modernized, like, uh, I don't know, tribal Type humanity, yeah. not the like the wandering, right, like cavemen type, but since like the, the tribal the times, state. yeah, war has always been there. Yeah, absolutely, war is not going anywhere. Globalization is, yeah, they say it's old; it's uh, over a hundred years old, but still, on the grand spectrum, mm-hmm. it's very, very minute blip. Yeah. And what do you think's g- going to be easier to fix: globalization or global supply routes or war? That's always been there, right? And always will be there, and it's not going. You yeah. you can't stop because people are assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be tribalism. Yes. There's always going to be my country is better than yes. your country. My my I, my uh, personal beliefs are better yeah. than your personal beliefs, yeah. and wars start over stupid yeah. shit.
1: Absolutely, and then, yeah, it's like you know, like with Russia and Ukraine. You know, it's NATO, and you know, kind of crossing into Russia's yard a little bit, and Russia getting upset about it. Right. So
0: it says, in any case, even before the invasion of Ukraine, there were growing reasons to wonder about the future of globalization. We're often told that trade promotes peace. peace. Who t- who says that? <laughs> Which may or may not that's be a, true. That's a Rockefeller idea. One thing that's for sure, however, is that peace promotes trade. And as the wor- world becomes a more dangerous place, things we take for granted, like large-scale trade and food, may be far more vulnerable than anyone realized. And that's... That's the end of this. Uh, it does so, talk about global trade and fertilizer isn't new, but it used used to mainly involve bird poop. There, there's the solution of the problem. We need to get back to bird poop. Why are we not looking to bird poop? Yes, for our fertilization. Exactly.
1: Needs? Get get some pigeons. Scrape that shit up. Yeah. Boom. Um, you could you could get emus. They don't fly. They'll just run uh, around uh, your garden. And have you seen the movie The Martian with Matt Damon? Mm-mm. Okay, I don't want to ruin it for you. Go ahead and ruin. Okay, he was got stuck on Mars, right? And it was some kind of like um, exploratory to see if people could survive on Mars for a period of time, right? He got left behind, and he was able to grow potatoes using some uh, potatoes from the the kitchen and his own fecal matter. Oh.
2: So as
1: long as there's people, there's fertilizer. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm I mean, just throwing that out there. We've got fertilizer, <laughs> like a whole slew
0: of fertilizers yeah. that could just <laughs> walk through exactly. the field.
1: 360 million of them here in the United States. So <laughs> I mean, there's 8 billion of them yeah. in the world. That so could if you p- want to think outside the box, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I think that's the problem, is we don't
0: we don't think outside the box. No. We don't think. I mean- we're problem solvers here yes. on the Break the Bell podcast. Of course we are. I mean, who needs all this man-made fertilizer? We got perfectly natural fertilizer. Absolutely. And, now, and you got half, dogs. I got dogs. Yeah, I see. <laughs> the problem with dogs is they have parasites in their shit. So if yeah. you put parasites in your garden, because true, I, this might sound gross, but I I thought. Cause I've got a compost bin, and they yeah. say put like rabbit shit and oh, chicken yeah. shit in it, and it's like, well, I've got I've got loads of dog <laughs> shit. All right, again, gross, but right. it, yeah. I you
1: gotta Google it just to make sure it's just like yeah. can I use this and they're like eh. yeah I, I didn't know that I mean I wouldn't have done it just because I think dog shit's gross mm-hmm. but um I, I did not know there was parasites in dog shit yeah there's I mean that makes sense parasites that um you have to get it it's like super hot
0: in there to kill them oh, okay. off so don't use dog shit in your garden I yeah. have looked here to hear
1: first from Break the Bell podcast but <laughs>
0: but problem solving <laughs> yes look how I mean we talk about I mean this. It's gross, and yes we're ninety eight percent joking right now, yes, uh, but
1: <laughs> it's two percent
0: <laughs> when you look at like the rest of nature, yeah, it's a cycle, like it is. look at earthworms that irrigate the soil right. and then also turn around and fertilize the soil. they eat dirt and shit out more mm. fertile dirt, and it's like, hey, this is great for right for the ground and stuff, this is great for the s- soil. I mean, you have specific. Like earthworm composters yeah. that you just use earthworm yeah. shit to fertilize your your ground there. Yeah, I mean, is it is it bad to say why don't we just eat our food and then just tell
1: everybody just walk out in the fields right. and just
0: <laughs> do your business? Drop
1: it, right? Save that, <laughs> save that. Don't flush that. <laughs> you know what else is a good fertilizer? What's that? Dead bodies. That I mean, yeah, I mean.
0: I mean, again, this all sounds yes. so morbid and gross. Right.
1: Just saying, in, in a pinch, in a pinch. <laughs> I mean, there's always a way. <laughs> would you rather cannibalize somebody or use their body as fertilizer? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, there, there are spec—I
0: didn't even pull up the article, but there's an article that said that this could get so bad, people could resort to cannibalism.
1: They always say that. I don't know. Has yeah. it? You, you know why? You know why they do that is because this, that freaking uh, Nostradamus, right? Uh-huh. He had predicted there was going to be global famine and, uh, around this time, actually, and that people were going to resort to cannibalism. So now they always go there.
0: Well, I've always said this, and it sounds bad, and I'm just like, you know, I can't say that I wouldn't.
1: You never know, right?
0: I'm saying, right now I'm saying my mindset is I would never eat a person. Right. But when you are like completely starving to death, you don't know what yeah. you're going to do in that state. People turn crazy when they're Absolutely. starving. Like their mind like literally lose their mind because mm. they're not getting the proper nutrients and stuff to their brain and it's just like yeah. you turn to like wild animals and yeah. start eating people and shit. So
1: shit. <laughs> let's
0: hopefully not shit. So let's let's see. Again it it right now it's hitting Africa the hardest. Yeah. Because like they were saying the poorer countries right. are going to be the most affected because like we may pay a quarter of our paycheck or last 10% of our paycheck for our food budget they're t- paying like 75% of their paycheck right. for their food budget so when food prices go up
1: that cuts out a lot yeah. of things and like, their primary um produ- or um people you know people that trade to them is Russia, Russia, Ukraine and China yes and so the fact that they are withholding is making things more difficult, and I believe there's been riots breaking out in Africa, right?
0: At least in Iran, and I know they're speculating that it will happen in Africa. So, just briefly, this, this article is from HRW.org. It says, in Nairobi, it says, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has worsened the food security crisis in African countries. Human Rights Watch said today, many countries in East, West, Middle, and Southern Africa, so
1: all of africa (laughs) except for north except north North. they didn't say North. North. my bad my apologies north north has their own problems (laughs) rely on russia
0: and ukraine for a significant percentage of their wheat fertilizer and vegetable oil imports but the war disrupts global commodity markets and trade flows to africa increasing already high food prices in the region even countries that import little from the two countries are indirectly impacted from the higher world prices for key commodities Governments and donors should ensure affordable food access in Africa by scaling up economic and emergency assistance and social protection efforts. So, the way to fix this food crisis is government social spending of plans. Course.
1: Of course. Because when has that ever worked? Right. I know. In the history of the world, every government social spending plan has gone down. <laughs> I Look mean, it at just Haiti. hasn't worked. Look at Haiti, for example. We we did a whole episode oh, on yeah. Haiti. So go watch all, it. It's really all these, good. Yeah,
0: all these things that were like, hey, look at this. Oh yeah, we did an episode yeah. about that back in the day. Um Haiti had a major earthquake. They had a a hurricane and yeah. then I think another earthquake and probably yeah. another hurricane. A couple assassinations and, and assassinations and the Clintons. The Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> um look at Haiti though. They like we started sending Tons and tons and tons of rice yeah. to Haiti for free. For free. I mean that sounds like an amazing thing. It's right. just like just like, hey, free rice, free rice, free rice. Like free rice, right. it's like Oprah. Like you yeah. get free rice, you right. get free rice. We and all I, get free I rice.
1: Sitting at Young Christians Weekend in Branson and, and they would do collections because for ten cents a day you can send beans and rice to Haiti for, for a year. And what did all that do? <laughs> what is the main what is one of the main Produced crops, or
0: was at least—I was going to say was—in Haiti was rice, right? And so when we're sending all this free rice down there, all that did was—I mean, who's going to go buy locally sourced rice when there's all this free rice coming from the United States? How pissed off would
1: you be, like, serious, more rice? I want fucking meat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but how pissed off would you be as the all the farms had to shoot down or shut down? I was
1: going to say, yeah, I mean, and then they weren't they trying to? uh, Well, the Clintons were trying to send like these big like corporate farms down there to. Uh, no, to buy up the sending land, sending
0: the textile. they were trying to make oh, it a textile right. Right. like, yeah, because the Clintons. Know best. Yeah, they're they were making like a, basically sweatshops yeah. in Haiti it, to try it, to. I re- know you want meat, but have you tried this fine cotton? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you worn a pair of Hanes? <laughs> yes. Because, mm. you could be making these for a nickel an hour. <laughs> and the Clintons. Remember, they kept down. Um, the minimum wage there. Yeah, right. Yes. So, so that, that investors would move down there. That's all besides that's, that's the That's a
1: different show. Go watch it. It's really yes.
0: good. The food, though. Yes. Social programs. Yeah. The way they're intended to work, it, it never goes that way because we send all this free shit down there. All it does is kill the local production, kill yeah. the local supply, and then the government that distributes it is usually pretty fucking corrupt in the first right. place. Yeah. And then a lot of the financial aid that's supposed to trickle down never makes it to right. those people. So all these social government programs that they're talking about, and you know, we need to scale up economic and emergency assistance and social protection efforts. Yeah. In other words, we just need to send more freaking money to the corrupt what was government. The, um, what
1: was it the old uh, uh, United Nations? Was it um, oil for food plan that they had? back in the I think it was the 90s yeah, that I don't was remember. completely corrupt and resulted oh, yeah. in a bunch of like gang rapes uh, oh, wow. local people and yeah it was bad it was really bad yeah. and but again social spending plans yeah right? they work i mean that's why
0: the world right now because of all the social spending through the UN uh, the um, what are what's the food one the U- the UN's uh, food uh, organization.
1: The, is it UNICEF?
0: Yeah, I think so. Something like that. All, all these social programs, I mean, how much has have these poor countries like increased in their food supply? Right. Yeah, they have. No, no, they haven't. Yeah. It's gone downhill in the last like yeah. decade and all these these organizations are supposedly supposed yeah. to be doing this already. It says many countries in Africa were already in a food crisis before Russia kicked yeah. off. No shit. Rising prices are compounding the plight of millions of people thrown into poverty by the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, that thing where the whole world decided to right. shut everything down and say, hey, it's for your safety. Right. Hey, it, it's to keep people alive. But instead, we're going to starve people. Right. Because yeah. if you starve Africans, there's less people to transmit COVID. Not to post any medical information misinformation and get us kicked off another platform, but... <laughs> Under the global and African human rights law, everyone has the right to sufficient and adequate food. Oh, I mean, good. Good. I, at that, least that, they that, got a law, right? I mean, that, that makes that, it better. Yes, uh, <laughs> that, that is government
1: work at its yeah. finest. Under the global African human rights law, everyone has yeah. the right to food. You, you know what is also law in Africa? Not committing genocide. And guess how many times that gets broken in Africa? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if you go to Africa and visit
0: a uh, A freaking starving village, all you have to do is be like, you're not starving because the government says that's illegal. So so you're fine. And they're like, what? Freaking white people. (laughs) (laughs) To protect this right, governments are obligated to enact policies and initiate programs to ensure everyone can afford safe and nutritious food. (laughs) Social protection systems that implement the right to social security for all can be key instruments for realizing the right to food. When was this African human rights... Law enacted, I wonder. I'm going to click on this to see if it says, if it has a date on it. Uh, uh, Come on, come on, come on. Long table of contents. At least they hit all the fine points. I don't see a date, but I I would love to know when this was enacted because— And what? And I want to know how much of a difference has this actually
1: made? Because it was, it was probably mid '80s when Bono got everybody together and saying "We Are the World." <laughs> They're probably like, you know what? We need a law for that.
0: Did Bono do that, or was it Michael Jackson? I wasn't it was Michael? Bono. My, wasn't Michael Jackson in that too, though?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because they had Lionel Richie and Stevie Wonder. Yeah, and, in, uh, and... Lopper, Cindy, yeah, Lopper. Cindy Lopper, yes. And yeah. she did horrible. Yes.
0: <sighs> we're getting off track. <laughs> so. Obviously, Africa's getting hit hard through right. this. We right. got COVID shutdowns, and then we got the war. And I actually saw a post. I think it was from, I was from one of the the mainstream sources, and it was like, "Um, this isn't going to hit home. This isn't really going to affect us in the United States because we don't really import too much from Russia and Ukraine. Right. So it's real. We're not going to see food crises here. And." One of those articles, like one of those last two articles, specifically said, even if even countries that aren't directly getting right. Will be imports, they'll be indirectly affected because other freaking countries that export have to pick up the slack right. from Absolutely. those, and, and a lot raise of those, the price, yeah, and so we're gonna see the the price go up again. Um, it's not gonna, we're not gonna feel like the starve, the like the starvation right. from it right away, yeah. But, but eventually you, it will get here if it lasts and, and long you're gonna, enough
1: you know in, in a area where we're already feeling massive inflation food prices are going to go up a yeah. lot more than they already have
0: yeah, yeah, maybe. So, so what do you think so far? Do you think so we've got the fertilizer which we yeah. we came up with a solution for that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. That that one was easy.
0: I mean, I I don't know what they are <laughs> doing up there on like the global government organizations right. if if they can't come up with a solution. And right. We came up what 30 seconds we I came up with that exactly. one. Exactly. Um then we've got the Russia Ukraine war. I mean, yeah. I guess we could just stop the war.
1: In China. Right. I mean, that would be easy enough. Right? I mean,
0: wouldn't that be simple enough just well, if you stop, fun- if we stop funding Ukraine, the war will end really fast. Right? That's <laughs> not, true. You know, end. and I like that idea because that's
1: a win-win for us.
0: <laughs> I mean, it may be not be so good for Ukraine. <laughs> no, no. But the war will be over pretty war quickly will be over. if we stop sending exactly. eighty billion dollars to Ukraine. <laughs> wow, that that is the asshole um, first-world solution right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a non. Interventionalist or whatever Typically, like yes i we've said uh, we don't think we should be there in the first yeah. place we did, i mean we kind of did start the war i guess so yes. yeah. uh but i we personally didn't so no 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 i don't know but we, we,
1: are, we we're not you know for it at all but we're also not for sending 800 billion dollars to ukraine 80 billion was Come it 80 yeah, it was 800 no, i think it's 80 billion okay. but
0: okay. calm down calm down it will it'll get there i'm sure <laughs> well i know it will so, so the war, obviously, is a big perpetuator of all this food shortage. Like, I don't think yeah. we can say... Like, there's so many people that are like, they're just blaming the Russia war on this when this was... Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that there's so much more to this. Right. But clearly, the war it's does have... It is a major factor yeah. in this. And when there's so many... When this is such a big issue, such as a global food crisis... Yeah. Only takes like a little thing thrown into the mix yeah. to really tip the scales and oh, set absolutely. it off, what? and a war between the two big players right. of food product or food supply—that's more than just a little. Yeah. And like, when
1: every economy and, and and food source is tied together,
0: right? But it but we need to strengthen globalization. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Globalization's globalization is a great thing. Mm-hmm.
0: How's you again? Sorry. God damn! Keep thinking dogs are coming through the walls. <laughs> So, so let's move on to another, okay, another factor. Another,
1: another factor in this perfect storm. Yes. Okay. Let's talk I feel about. Like we need a dry erase board or something. <laughs>
0: yes. Let's talk about the fires at the food processing plants because
1: oh, yeah. we we yeah.
0: minor like just barely just mentioned it in it. passing, yeah. but again, when when it's a something such as a major food crisis, it doesn't take much to like poke and tip tip the whole. Right. Like the yeah. domino effect. It's like, yeah. well, we're teetering on just this one little, at least at least the processing is right. is strong, and then all of a sudden there's like <laughs> fires and explosions and plane <laughs> crashes and shit, and it's just like, well, shit. <laughs> you exist. So, I'm going to read this article here that talks a little about it. This is from newswars.com, which is a branch of infowars.com, which I realize is going to lean more on the, hey, this is a global conspiracy thing. But it's interesting to me, right. and everywhere else is just like fact check. Uh, no, the the fires do not impact, right. and they were not planned to
1: perpetuate a food crisis. And so it's just like, well, but, but isn't it interesting that you know when when we were at eighteen, I think we're now at like 21, 22 fires, mm-hmm. but when we were eighteen, remember there was an art, um, there was a, a memo from the FBI that said beware of of hacking. Right. Cyber hacking at, on uh, food processing plants. Well,
0: that was cyber hacking. That happened a bunch last year. Yeah. We did, a, I think,
1: a whole episode about, or at least yes, a we weekend wrap-up episode about Because we about talked that. about the cyber war games that was coming up. Yeah,
0: and then now it's just like legit like yeah. fires and stuff. So this isn't even like cyber war. This is like actual, actual destroying them. So this is from newswars.com. It says, food shortage crisis. Dozens of food processing plants were destroyed in fires, accidents, and, and accidents in recent weeks. So this is a little old news, but, again, it, it kind of ties into all of this. And we're just kind of trying to make a case here. This actually came out April 23rd, so not too long ago. I three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It says dozens of food processing plants and warehouses have been destroyed by fires, plane crashes, and other curious accidents in recent weeks, representing a disturbing trend that falls well outside of coincidental. Says the latest incident happened in Covington, Georgia, when a plane crashed into a General Mills plant on Thursday, killing two people and destroying a number of trailers stored at the plant. If we learned anything about 9-11 and plane crashes, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say about that. It's like, hmm. That's a head scratcher. Do we need to go
1: back to that?
0: (laughs) It says, the crash happened just before Tucker Carlson was about to report on curious spate of food plant accidents, leaving the flabbergasted... Leaving him flabbergasted at the apparent coincidence, so he's getting ready to do his because he he's the one that first like reported on yeah. all these together, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's Tucker Carlson, right? Yeah. obviously he's crazy." Yeah, but then as he's getting ready to go and report on this, a plane happens to crash into a General Mills plant, and he's like. I got nothing. (laughs) I mean, it's just fuel on his fire. Oh, absolutely. He says, uh, what's going on here? Well, the story gets weirder. Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A couple days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country, Tucker reported. The end of last month, a fire severely damaged a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas. Don't you fuck with my onions. Right. I mean, seriously, don't. Screw with! I don't like the raw ones; they got to be cooked, but they got to be fresh before you cook them. I can't get those little dehydrated, like fake onions, like McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah. says in Oregon, a potato chip processing plant just reported a boiler explosion. I like how they add that in there and like, oh, food shortages. It's like, are we really going to be in a a lot of hurt if potato chips (laughs) don't exist? You
1: can't get your ruffles. Oh no.
0: So industrial accidents do happen, of course, but this is a lot of industrial accidents at food processing fi- facilities. At the same time, the president is warning us about food shortages. This, on top of like we said last year about all the food supplies getting hacked. I right. think there was there was the meat, the big meat yeah, processing the, yep, one yep. that was like the largest yeah. beef distributor in the world. Right. I'm surprised he didn't make the. This tie with these fires right. because that was like October last year. Yeah, that was, that was huge. Like late last year. Yep. And it wasn't just that one. There was like several. There was um there's some place here in the United States that shut down like a third of it was like the whole East Coast oh yeah. Meat distribution or right. some some kind of distribution of yeah. some some food. I can't remember. But he does Tucker doesn't even make that tie. It takes yeah. us I know, here on the Break right? the Bell podcast to make that connection. Um. So he was tying this to what Joe Biden said, uh, regarding food shortages, and he says it's going to be real. <laughs> At a press conference in Belgium, about the same time. So it's almost like he's predicting something right. that
1: is happening right now. Yeah, and I, I think there was like a, a Tyson's chicken plant that like burst up in flames. I and, think so. Yeah. yeah
0: says, shockingly, nearly 20 U.S. food plants have been damaged or destroyed over the last year or so. Around the same time, supply chain breakdowns already began gnarling the U.S. food supply. Then came the war in Ukraine in late February, resulting in food costs reaching an all-time high in supply chain issues worldwide. But never fear—this is my favorite part—Bill Gates has bought up hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland. We've talked about this, and it's just funny how— People like Bill Gates got ahead of the curve, and who's mm-hmm. going to profit the most off of right. food supply shortage? Just yeah. the people that bought up a bunch of farmland, and they'd be like, I got food for everybody, right. bitches. Yeah. Buy my food. Buy my specific Just GMO pay food. triple. Yeah. So once again, he's ahead of the curve right. in vaccines and uh, food. and Baby some... formula. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get there. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to get know. there. <laughs> so here's uh, another article that just listed some of it, because that one only listed a couple. This one actually talks about more of them. Talks about... uh, Hang on just a sec. Let me scroll. There's a lot of stuff to scroll. Um, sorry. It says, As food uncertainty lingers uh, on the horizons, thanks to U.S. sanctions and government decimation of the economy... Uh, during the last two years, there is another factor. Since the beginning of the year, there have been several very large food processing facilities that have exploded or burned to the ground. Um, it says, this week, a vegetable and nut processing facility in Dufer, Oregon, became engulfed in flames for unknown reasons. Um, a week before that, a fire in Oregon, a massive fire brought down a meat processing plant in Conway, New Hampshire, Bastards. which, according to the... Uh, the fact checkers this was just a butcher shop not a meat processing plant so okay that makes it better uh the same week in california salinas california massive fire at taylor farms processing facility led to the evacuation of residents as it burned for over 17 hours taylor farms is a major ag company that processes and delivers many of the salad kits seen in grocery stores oh yeah uh, weeks before that, a massive fire at a Walmart distribution center in Plainfield, Indiana, where over a 1,000 employee, employees shipped food and other, suppliers, other supplies all over the region. The fire destroyed the massive 1 million square foot operation. That same week, one of the largest food facilities of its kind in South Texas caught fire and burned to the ground. Prior to burning down, the Rio Fresh facility in San Juan, Texas, grew, packed, and shipped a variety of Texas-grown items, including... Uh, sweet onions, melons, cabbage, and kale. The cause of the fire is currently unknown. In Hermiston, Oregon, in February, a massive food processing facility suddenly exploded, injuring seven of the nearly 400 employees who worked at the Shearer's Food Plant. According to reports, the cause of the explosion, which originated near a boiler, is still under investigation.
1: Wait, when did this article come out?
0: Um... Uh, April 21st. So. so
1: you would think they'd have answers by now. Yeah. <clears throat> but my, my curiosity is, okay, uh, boiler mishap, boiler mishap. Could boilers not be hacked and cause uh, maybe like... Overloads? Overloads. O- yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. You d- you d- I mean, well, we may never know. We probably will never know. <laughs> <laughs> says it's not only food production and distribution plants either. In Maricopa, Arizona, in March, a massive fire wiped out... Maricopa Food Pantry, which distributes food to the less fortunate. More than 50,000 pounds of food was destroyed by the blaze. Damn. The fact is that since last year, more than a dozen of these fires and explosions have taken place, which we know now it's about 2021, somewhere up there. Again, this is like Tucker Carlson and InfoWars, and so, I mean, yes, it's a little it it might be like sensationalized to make a point to, like, Talk shit to the government. But,
1: I mean, what's your your thought on it, I guess? Well, but, yeah, it it may seem like that. But, again, as we were saying, it doesn't take much to throw things in chaos, Mm. right? So, on top of everything that's going on overseas, now you have 20-some food processing plants that have gone up, right? And that's going to create a huge problem with food. Again, potato chips, not particularly something I'm worried about, but meat processing plants... Chicken, salad kits. Yes, I admit it. I like the salad kits. Yeah, That's going to cause a problem. I mean, who wants to go pull your own lettuce off a no, freaking head? nobody does that anymore. I mean,
0: but then it also said there was like yeah, the um, kale. kale and lettuce and yeah. cabbage distribution yeah. so, center. So was, you
1: can't say maybe, maybe. There's a war on salad. <laughs> or maybe it's the junk food people are fighting the health food it's people. Big, it's big junk food. Yes, it is. It is big junk food. It's yes. like oh, you came after our potato chips. you are taking your kale.
0: It's like all these people are coming out and saying, hey, eat more natural, right. like the J. Gulinellos of the world <laughs> right. that we had on a few, yeah. about a couple months ago that are saying, hey, stop eating processed food. And those junk food producers are like, fuck you, we're yeah. going to burn down your lettuce.
1: Exactly. And <laughs> your prepackaged lettuce. Yes. All that, the lettuces. And then the lettuce people are like, we're taking your Oreos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, because, no, 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 that was just somebody. <laughs> yeah, that was just um, joking around. <laughs> somebody said, if if Oreo factory burns down, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So So Snopes came out and said, uh, this is wrong. Of course. Yeah, because it says, an, the claim is an abnormal number of fires have occurred at food processing plants in 2022.
1: And they're like, no, that seems normal. The
0: rating is false. That's exactly what they say, because it says the claim of a new trend of fires um, does not hold trend. up <laughs> to scrutiny. Almost all the fires on the list, on, like, meme lists, uh, involved explainable causes. Well, last I saw, they were all unexplained. And we found no examples of suspected arson. Well, if there is unknown circumstances, then you're not going to find examples of arson. Right. <laughs> because they don't know. Yeah. One of the included examples involved an abandoned building, while another involved a butcher shop, not a large food processing facility. Most importantly, this trend isn't new. When we search for news stories or news stories about fires at food processing plants in 21, 20, and 2019, we found that such fires are relatively commonplace and there has not been any conspiracy worthy So, So,
1: has this become like the violence on Asians, right? Where it's like. A couple incidents happen, and everybody's blowing it way out of proportion.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not new. I mean, there's just fires all over the country on food processing. But again, whether it's a real conspiracy, like, hey, there's a food crisis, food shortage coming, and coincidentally all these things are burning down, or whether it's (coughs) just something that just occurs from year to year, and they're, like I said, blowing it out of proportion— Either way, when there's a food shortage, this can't be good. Right. It doesn't look good. It do- it does doesn't bode well with yeah. with the current situation we right. have going on now because that's just going to hike prices. It's like it's kind of like when Biden shut down the oil supply here right. in the United States, and then all of a sudden Russia cut off oil supplies, or we cut off our trade with oil to Russia. Yeah, oil prices tend to go up when right. supplies go down. Um, food supply goes down a little bit. Prices are already hiking up. Right. It just hikes them up a little bit further.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I, I've been noticing a lot, of, I eat a lot of eggs. I like eggs. I love eggs. Um, but the the price of eggs has gone way up, and right. a lot of it is because of a, um, a bird flu.
0: Of Albert. course.
1: Avian flu? Yes. Of yeah. course.
0: There's bird flu, too. We got to throw yeah. that in the main... I didn't even yeah. take it in that into consideration. The avian flu that's causing egg shortage. Yeah. Coincidence? Or is it like a, a right? Chinese uh, bioweapons? They're like, we're going to fuck with <laughs> their eggs. Let's take th- out the like, chickens. We tried taking them out with COVID, and <laughs> that <laughs> didn't work. So let's take out their egg supplies. That's just low. <laughs> a lot of... Men across the United States are going to be really <laughs> pissed off, like super pissed if we take their eggs. Right. I'm not saying that specifically men, but it seems like men are like they're bacon and egg yeah. type. Yeah. Like women are like, let's have avocado toast. And men are right. like, fuck it. Give me some bacon yeah. and eggs. I don't care about my cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. Just shove it all in there. Use
1: extra bacon oil. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. Like, yeah. what do
0: you need? Who's cooking eggs in like coconut oil? Oh, when no. I mean, you no, got that's not eggs. I mean, we talk about food crisis and stuff. You got natural bacon grease right there. You yeah. can pull, you can fry your eggs up in yes, absolutely. and then it goes right through, right through the arteries. Absolutely, just just get but in there you know, nice. I, and I would deep.
1: rather die of heart disease and starvation, though.
0: <laughs> that is true too.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean that's an American thing. There, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean that's, a, but I'd rather I'd rather go out a cu- ten years early eating food I like absolutely. than. Going out.
1: Who wants to live at 110 eating kale? Oh God! Right, that just sounds like hell.
0: Well, it sounds like we're not going to get too much kale if there's no, a kale true. shortage <laughs> so, going on.
1: Spoke too soon.
0: We've got other unrelated, quote unquote, problems that are caused, like really kind of tying into this food food shortage. One that I really want to hit on is the the formula thing that's yeah. going on because this has kind of been a major major thing that's going yeah. on right now, currently. So all this other stuff has kind of been building up till now. Like the, the food plant fires and stuff, those were what, a month ago. Yeah. Um, what was the other shit we talked about? Oh, the weather's just always oh, a problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the war's <laughs> just been going on yeah. for a uh, two uh, months now. Unless the
1: government is is manipulating the weather, which we cannot say for sure.
0: No, but climate change. I'm yeah. sure they're throwing that on oh, climate I'm change. Sure. Yes. Um climate change is uh I, I actually saw several articles that said climate change is like also affecting the current food crisis that's impending right now. Sure. We are due for a break. Can you believe that? It is no. time for a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk. We still got to talk about the baby formula. We still got to talk about uh, a few other things. I can't remember specifically what. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the UN's predicting civil unrest because of all oh, this of course we've got to talk about bill gates and his bio milk his man titty milk yes uh we've got to talk about i mean i'm sure the wf will come up I'm I, sure. I was gonna say yeah, we, gotta, to.
1: we gotta get a little clause in there yes
0: so we're gonna take a break we're gonna take four or five minutes and refresh our coffee our waters whatever whatever you're drinking this time of night refresh your beer it. your 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 whiskey your freaking cocktails i i don't know just go refresh it and uh When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about what we think about this impending food crisis. So we're going to take a couple minutes, and I guess we will be right back. Goodbye. Out of focus, as usual. I like clicked on the thing to bring us both up, and I was like, "Where, where are you?" <laughs> so, like, could see was the wall. And I was like, "You're right there, but you're..." Oh, the camera turned somehow. So <laughs> we're not professionals. And there went I told yep, you. You're right. I told you. called that one perfect. Yes. We have less, less. Live participants tonight, and I have a feeling it's because we got booted from YouTube, which yep. is one of our primary streaming sources. But that's all right, we're gonna keep pushing. That's right. Um, we're talking about food shortage, or food yeah. crisis, food, just food, yeah. lack of food,
1: lack of thereof, starvation, production. famine, yes, riots,
0: riots. So, first of all, what's your thought about um. Because we briefly mentioned government we we got yeah. into like government involvement right the social programs
1: yeah, a- yeah.
0: any form of government involvement right. because like if if you take this like you look back in b- biblical times right like they predicted like like Joseph the time of Joseph right. you remember Joseph oh yeah Like, yeah. many colored coat right. and stuff dream coat. yeah yeah <laughs> that that guy but he like in his wisdom, God told him or whatever that, hey, there's going to be a famine. Right. So everybody brought all their food together, and they collected it, and they put it in the store, and then they, social programs, handed it, distributed it all out. Sure. And people survived. I mean, yeah, the, the Hebrews were cast into slavery from the Egyptians after right. that point, but, and they were brutally treated and forced <laughs> to build, like, the pyramids and shit. And everybody it. got to eat. But everybody got to eat, so... <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are like, "Well, look, look at the Bible." For example, it was like socialism in the Bible, right. and a lot of socialism. Yeah. So, I guess, what's your opinion of social sp- social programs? <laughs> I,
1: I, again, I, I would ask that you, you show me, you know, an area where it, it worked good, where you know everybody was get, able to eat. You know, I mean, right. when you think of, and maybe you know, the Bible. Okay, you know, Pharaoh Ramses the did a great job. But you know Stalin, Mao, right? I mean these Well then look at Pharaoh
0: like the predecessors and shit. Like over the next hundred years, like a specific people group got really poorly treated. Right. They were the ones that were like, guys, you should store up stuff so we can all eat. And And they're
1: like Great idea. Great idea.
0: And You're going to build our pyramids.
1: So why don't you bring that food over here, and then why don't you get started on that building over there? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just because, again, you know, there's always that human factor Mm -hmm. that it throws it all off. Nobody is, you know, benevolent. Nobody is, like, selfless when they're like, hey, guys, I know how to fix this. You know, it's, it's usually some agenda. Somebody sees some kind of agenda in it that they're like, Hey, we can make this work for us.
0: Yeah, people get involved, and then people get selfish. I mean, look yeah. at—I mean, look at just about any communist country. Mm. Like, look at Cuba, for example. I—I I don't know how Cuba is now, but I've been to Cuba, and if you drive through the majority of Cuba back in the early 2000s, maybe it's maybe it's thriving now since right. Obama kind of <laughs> opened up trade with Cuba again, didn't he? He did. I, I I he think. did. But
1: I thought Trump closed it. Uh, again.
0: I don't remember. But if you drive through like the majority of Cuba. It's just like run down shacks and right. shit because of communism. Right. And then you get like you drive to this one section where it's like the government people, and they're all like living like the high life and, and right. stuff. And it's just like, what yeah. happened to like, yeah, you know, everybody like gets the equal We're share all in it here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's the thing. It's like you know, it looks great on paper, right? But then when you get people involved, it's like. You know, there's always somebody who has to be above everybody else.
0: I had this uh, teacher in high school, and um, I don't have good thoughts about him now because he's in jail, I think, for sleeping with a student. Oh. Um, but, interesting. <laughs> back in the day, the one thing I remember he said is Commun- communism looks great on paper until you get people involved. And then uh, they just screw it up for everybody. Right. So, so yeah. I, um, Of all the things that he taught, which I didn't agree with most of it because he's basically a self-proclaimed socialist, I'm, like, dumping tobacco all over (laughs) myself. That's all right. Um, But that part stuck out to me was to, Mm. like... The people factor kind of ruins that whole um, utilitarian aspect of it. and Especially when it comes to a country like this where we were created on individual rights. Mm -hmm. And, like, somebody is always going to be... It doesn't matter if it's capitalism or if it's socialism, if it's communism. There's always going to be a people group right. that is undermined in some yeah. some way. Um, I I don't know where I'm going with yeah, this, but no,
1: but I, but I see what you're saying. And, you know, like you were talking about with with the Hebrew, you know, being forced to, into slavery by the Egyptians. You know, that was. There's always going to be somebody who is the underclass, mm-hmm. right? And because there's always got to be somebody that sits above it all. You know, that was one of the things, you know, um, you ever watch the movie The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Okay, so basically they they find this, they're looking for this, this beach, which is supposed to be paradise on Earth, right? They find a secret map. They find this place and it, it, there's like this little society that's running on the beach ran by this lady. Okay. And it's supposed to be like utopia, right? Well, but then they get there and then all of a sudden there's like some, some ego going on like who's the better hunter you know mm-hmm. who's the better fisherman and, right. then, and then this guy gets attacked by a shark and and, and they don't want it, it to take him to the hospital because they don't want anybody to know about their little place so they just like leave him there sure. and he's like screaming and and, and and his screaming is interrupting their peace so somebody has to go kill him, so that they can have peace. And hey, this, this is supposed to be a peaceful this society. Is paradise, what are right? you doing? <laughs> exactly. We want Why paradise are you screaming. That guy reminds us this isn't paradise, so mm-hmm. we gotta kill him so we can have our paradise. You know, so it's that kind of thinking.
0: And if you go back to like socialism examples in the Bible, this like Jesus was a socialist. He said, Take care of the needy and the poor. That was at an individual right. level. That exactly. was we saw, took it upon ourselves as people to take care right. of other people. It yeah. wasn't, hey, we're going to just give the government some money and right. the government will dish it out and yeah. take care of us We while well, we sit on our ass and feel good about ourselves. Right. No, it's you going out and doing the work yourself. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah. I, I don't really know how yeah, this I, applies, but, but it well, applies but, somehow.
1: But, but, it, but, it, but it does. I mean, and... You know, giving on a personal level, level right, is, is one thing, but being forced to give on a government level is a totally different. To things
0: that you may or may not even agree with. Right, right, absolutely, so, absolutely. Let Let's keep moving though, because I want to talk about a couple unrelated problems. They're just these coincidental issues that are unrelated, that kind of supposedly tech quote unquote unrelated that tie back into this food crisis that are that's. That's impending. impending looming looming there you go yes like uh, the one I want to sp- talk about now is uh, the the baby formula stuff mm. because this one I kept seeing headlines for a minute uh, but I don't have kids that age now right. so me and my selfishness is like yeah who, who cares, cares? <laughs> <laughs> no I just didn't <laughs> I kind of spent I didn't really get into too much news last yeah. week um, so sometimes I just need a break from it all but Absolutely. I kept seeing the headlines pop up yeah. so then um once more stuff about food crisis kept popping up mm-hmm. I was just like baby formula tie that in too it, yeah. it it all applies so this is from vogue which is a reputable source obviously Absolutely. it says what's going on with the us baby baby formula shortage so let's see what's going on bill yes that is a nice
1: mm. bottle of baby formula that looks like some some good yummy stuff right there <laughs> gross <laughs> as a,
0: so this this <laughs> Starts off great. You ready for this? Yeah, on. As a pro choice activist around the country, mm. as pro choice activists around the country protest the potential end of Roe v. Wade, a different kind of family health crisis is affecting the parents and infants of young children. Why? How does that
1: apply? I know. At all. Right, I know. Like it's why like
0: let's throw this part, well, this non-related you know, if political. If there was less babies, we wouldn't need as much baby formula. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is a good point. Salute Planned Parenthood solving the baby formula yes. crisis for everybody. Good God. I'm sure that will pop up too. Um it's Bill Gates and his vaccine. How um, we how do we fix overpopulation with right. vaccines? How do we fix baby formula shortage? With abortions, obviously. <laughs> A nationwide formula shortage has left millions of babies across the U.S. without access to their main form of sustenance. Most formula-fed babies depend on formula until they're at least a year old, and their digestive systems are ready to switch to solid food. Isn't
1: a baby's main form of sustenance their mom?
0: No. <laughs> I read another article that says
1: 75%
0: drink formula the, up until six months. That's
1: from the feminist movement from the 70s. 75%. Yeah, that's insane. My, my wife we she breastfed both our kids until they're like 3 mm. and she took so much shit from so many people
0: you For need what? to get them
1: off of that oh. but
0: even even if not even if you stop at 6 months 8 months whatever yeah. um like why is that so it's almost degraded now well, like yeah. as as a woman you're really going to yeah, subject yourself breastfeed. to that Nobody 75% that. that was yeah. insane numbers to me that is insane and like it's medical knowledge yeah that Babies uh, develop healthier by being breastfed. Absolutely. They develop, um, like I, I don't know. There's more nutrients in it that your your body actually needs. There's right. um, there's just all this medical evidence that yeah. shows that uh, breastfed babies. Well, and they
1: and they it's really big in, in third world countries. Well, yeah, because they, they don't, don't have, have any. Formula. right? Exactly. But you know they'll breastfeed until the kids are four. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I mean it's free food right,
0: right there. Absolutely. <laughs> As long as mom can eat, baby can eat. Right. So it says, when did the U.S. formula shortage start? Supply chain issues caused partly by COVID-19 have uh, affected the domestic supply of formula since last year. But in February, Abbott Nutrition, the nation's largest baby formula manufacturer. Why is it always the nation's largest or something? I know. Like that meatpacking plant was the world's largest. largest. It's never
1: like, you know, the the third or fourth big one. (laughs) Yeah, it's...
0: (laughs) It says uh, Abbott nu- Nutrition, the nation's largest manufacturer, recalled several of its major formula brands and shut down a Michigan factory associated with
1: tainted goods. See, no, I, I heard the government shut down the the FDA did. Yeah, the FDA came it. in and shut yeah. them
0: down. Um, and this doesn't really talk a lot about the actual the thing. Right. Apparently, a couple like some babies got sick from some bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FDA came in and like searched their plant and stuff and found a bacteria on one of their production lines or something yeah. and they're like and there was this big ordeal like they're not treat they're not going through the proper pr- procedures to make sure that oh. it's cleaned and stuff and properly uh, sanitized and so they shut them down for it funny thing is the bacteria they found on the production line was not the same bacteria that oh, killed really? these infants oh wow so that, I mean, that raised a little bit of concern. And right. even, even Abbott was just like, I don't know why we're shut down because this isn't yeah. even the same. Yeah, we had a bacteria, but right. this isn't the same one. That's so it's a whole different bacteria. Yeah, we should be like, <laughs> this, our bacteria is not the one killing babies. <laughs> yeah. We should be okay. <laughs> it says, how did things get out of, so out of control? With just three big companies controlling the formula market, did you know that?
1: No. Why do they have so few all the time?
0: Uh, monopolies. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm but sure Gerber Gerber's probably one. Yeah. Um, who who make makes Infamil? I'm sure it's oh, one yeah. of the the big ones. Probably says with just three big companies controlling the formula market in the U.S., when one falters, supply suffers across the board. Would you have imagined that? Not at all. The U.S. is working to boost formula imports. <laughs> <laughs> problem solving across the board. Uh, you know what?
1: Let's import it from someone Let, else. Let's
0: just become dependent on another country for our That's a great formula. idea. It says, but the problem is real. During the first week of May, 43% of baby formula supplies were out of stock across the U.S., with desperate parents turning to sellers on Amazon and other routes to feed their children. So you, the Chinese are going to probably poison our <laughs> formula gonna be now. There's going to freaking lead in the infant yes. meal. When is it suspected to abate? It says CVS, Walgreens, and Target are currently limiting buyers to three or four formula containers per purchase. Oh, that'll be great for the kids. Yeah. And the FDA is working with Abbott to restore the safe function of its closed Michigan plant. Abbott said this week that pending FDA approval, it could restart manufacturing at its plant within two weeks with another six to eight weeks for new supply of formula to hit the shelves. What can I do to help?
1: (laughs) Pump and
0: send it to us. That's <laughs> what it says. Does it really? There's been a spike of interest in breast milk banks <laughs> since oh the shortage gosh. began. Why not breast
1: milk factories? Women
0: could just... Right? like Just hook them up like a cow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, these women have their babies. They want to go back to work. Just yeah. send them to these factories. There's just hook a lot them of, up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, I mean, you can pay these women you know what, 15 bucks an hour and yeah, just they just sit there in the machine
0: yeah i mean you could watch netflix right. you could even just have read a you magazine, could bring your baby to work you just pop one off oh, yeah. and put your baby on it Boom. and then pop it back yeah just but, keep but one breast pumping at one time but you only
1: get paid a half pay for the <laughs> yeah, amount of time, for the time <laughs> produce God. less i'm sorry that's just the way it goes <laughs> we are assholes <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man there's been a spike of interest in breast milk bank since the shortage began but it's worth noting that that's not a solution for every family. <laughs> if you want to help under underserved US families who may be unable to access formula or, or other critical necessities for their children, donate to nonprofits like Baby to Baby, probably government ran. Probably. It's a great place to start. Also, never ever recommend that a parent just breastfeed. What? Why? Also, Never ever, you know, that thing that we're naturally created yeah, to right. do. Yes. Naturally created to, to feed breastfeed. our yes. babies. Never ever recommend that a new parent just breastfeed. Wow. that That's insane to me. Well, like, why? Well, like, what do you think the reason is for that? <sighs> Who do you think came up with that? Uh, again, probably I... big. Big baby formula. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Don't
1: ever paid, just breastfeed. That's paid off dangerous. The FBA,
0: FDA to say, hey, this is dangerous. It, yeah. sa- it says, uh, the truth is that breastfeeding can be impossible even for parents who have given birth, let alone adoptive or foster parents. And a lack of judgment is the least we can offer struggling families. Okay, right so now.
1: that's what two percent of the families out there that have adopted or you know. Well, it says even new
0: like. New mothers
1: can't... Yeah. But but again, that's rare.
0: And, newsflash, the baby will let you know if it's not getting enough food. They do have this internal mechanism called crying. And if you haven't had one,
1: you'll learn. (laughs) And
0: usually, the baby starts crying. You can't get it under control. You're like, oh, I'm feeding it, blah, blah, blah. You go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you're not producing enough supplement formula. (laughs) Right. But this is saying... Don't even rely on that. That yeah. that's not reliable right.
1: source. Yeah. And, and you know, again, Fuck my you, wife, and they told her, you know, if you're not producing enough milk, eat more. Mm-hmm. Drink drink more milk. Let your nutrients. body produce Put it. Put
0: nutrients in your body. Yeah, that exactly. that will help you. I mean, there are resources yeah. out there. I'm
1: surprised they don't have a um, some medication that a mom could take to produce. Well, I'm sure you...
0: there's hormones and stuff oh, they could sure. take.
1: Yeah, because and I'm sure they'd push that too. But that's just re- that's ridiculous to it's me. That's asinine. Like, yeah. never,
0: ever, it says. It doesn't yeah. just say, we recommend you don't. It says, yeah. never, ever recommend that they yeah. just so that, That's
1: like, not even just like, never, just. It's like, never, ever, like ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Ever.
0: <laughs> recommend.
1: That's like, that's hardcore shit. You want to know something
0: crazier? I do. In all of this thing, the crazy part of this, the company that got shut down, which is Abbott, nutrient? Yes. They have a monopoly over <laughs> aid program sales like WIC. Wow. They are the sole supplier to WIC. That's insane. And other government yeah. what what did we call them? The the social programs. Social programs. Yes. Our gov- so so we need to rely more heavily on these social programs. Social programs say we're only gonna buy from this one company, yeah. that company, the biggest supplier goes in the United tits States. Up, excuse goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Uh now so who gets affected the most is yeah. the poor people. Yeah. The people that depend on these social yep. spending programs. Yeah. This is from truthout.com, I think, or dot org. Sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. No offense. It says company responsible for tainted baby formula has a monopoly over aid program sales. Says corporate negligence. I wouldn't even call that corporate negligence. I would call that government negligence because they're specifically responsible. Yeah, for I mean, why would you? Put all your eggs in one basket. Right. says, corporate negligence has worsened an ongoing infant formula shortage, and the company responsible has the exclusive rights to sell its formula to the parents of almost half of all newborns who receive federal-funded nutrient assistance in the United States. That's insane. Abbott Nutrition is the sole provider of infant formula for U.S. government aid programs in 34 states seven Indian tribal organizations, four territories, and Washington, D.C., according to data outlined by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Beneficiaries in the jurisdiction include 589,000 infants, or 47.42% of all infants, on the so-called Special Supplement Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC. Wow. According to records, the agency numbers were acquired through a Freedom of Information Act. Says most public health experts recommend that newborns subsist on breast milk because it has better nutritional value. Huh. Yeah. Interesting how most public health experts recommend it, but Vogue comes yes. out and says, never
1: ever recommend well, it. You don't, want, you don't want to be subservient to the man. Yes. So
0: says um, because it's healthier, better nutritional value and because it helps bolster infants' fragile immune systems. Breastfeeding is associated with lower rates of infant mortality, uh, which hits black and indigenous communities the hardest. Mm. Infant formula, however, is acceptable alternative to breastfeeding for parents who don't or can't nurse their babies, many of whom, whom don't have the luxury of taking time to breastfeed. Academic research has found that most breast milk formula sales in the U.S. are financed by WIC. Which is the primary nutritional assistance program in the United States available to low income expecting parents and parents of newborns? It says federal law requires state agencies administering WIC to grant one company exclusive rights to sell formula to the program. It says the framework has been in place since 1989 when Congress changed the law in an effort to save money. That'd be your boy Bush. Yeah, yeah, my, my favorite president, George H.W. Bush. Thoughts?
1: That's retarded. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, but that's retarded. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's poor planning. Why would you grant one company and then the FDA be like, well, we know that they provide, you know, to 34 states, but, uh, well, we got to shut them down because they have an unrelated bacteria.
0: Right. And I I do feel like uh, if, they're not doing their jobs at cleaning their facilities property, then they should be probably Absolutely. shut but down. But you would
1: think that they would take, m- m- like, okay, you're our backup provider, right? Mm. Um, sorry, uh, Abbott uh, has a bacteria, so we're going to ask you to be our main provider until they can get back on their feet. But if you do a good job, we'll give you a shout at the contract next time. You know, yeah. I mean, something like that. Yeah,
0: and I, I don't know. I don't know, but Jen Saki came out with Oh she did not uh she well she she talked about this. Okay. If I can get the YouTube there video is to pull up. On. About a no, not yet. <laughs> I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> God.
1: Frickin' Saki. All
0: right, now I'm ready. So this is Jen Sackey uh, addressing the the ongoing breast or not breast milk shortage, uh formula <laughs> formula shortage. And she says a lot of nothing in this sure. Video. As she, typically does. as she typically does. Let's hear what she has to say. How they're solving this problem?
2: Uh, supply issue with infant baby formula. Yeah, about forty percent shortage right now. Major retailers having to limit how much people can buy, especially acute in places like t- in Tennessee, Missouri, Iowa. Uh, this is partly an FDA issue, but it could yeah. be a Biden administration issue. I'm just wondering if you guys are planning on taking any steps to help remedy that.
3: Well, l- let me first say, as you know, but uh, the as you know to to ensure...
0: I'm surprised she didn't say, as you know, Russia lies.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Why does she always start with, as you know? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know because... Because uh, she's thinking. I, I asked the question. Yeah, yeah, that's her... um sure.
1: As you know... Yeah, that's
0: her, like...
1: <sighs> her buffer.
0: Buffer as she's, like, th- uh, yeah. getting ready to, s- to start talking. It's like when a politician's like, you know, that's a great question. I'm going to answer your question right now. And before I answer your question, I want, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they always like are thinking while yeah. they're like preemptively leading up into it, as you know.
3: ...that they are meeting their obligation to protect the health of Americans, including babies, who, of course, were uh, receiving or taking this formula and ensure safe products are available. That's their job. Ensuring the availability of these products is also a priority for the FDA. And they're working around the clock to address any possible shortage. OK, that is that is like hearing your na- your voice on the...
0: I'm sorry, at a press conference. I mean, we've you've done this yeah. before. You've had our video playing. Yes. As... We're streaming, and we can hear it. I yeah. mean, we make mistakes. But at a professional right. press conference... At the White House. At the White House. Yes. you think they would have that shit together, but yeah. apparently they don't.
1: She probably needed that. It's probably like... She probably, like, does a little sign with her hair, you know, so that the tech people will throw that in to distract them from the fact that she gave no answer.
0: Throwing a fuck up real quick so we can distract Right, exactly.
1: And be like, oh, whoa, that's funny, guys. Did you see that? I'll listen to her statement to that,
0: response to that.
3: On the answering machine, which I know, that's a very outdated reference, but we've all been there. Um, Okay, um, so... What the FDA is doing, which while they're independent, they are part of the administration, is, is taking a no- number of steps to address. That includes working with major infant formula manufacturers to ensure they're increasing production because.
1: As they're independent, but they are part of the administration. What does that mean? Right. That's
0: why I paused it. <laughs> what does that even mean? They're independent, but they are part of us. They are like separate but yeah. equal.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. How? <laughs> Yeah. She's Who just saying. Who funds open the elite. FDA? Yeah. Who funds that? Uh, the
0: I mean, federal government. Federal government. The executive branch. Yeah,
1: I mean, yes. But they're independent. But they're part of the. Yes. Yeah.
0: Then she goes on to say, we're looking into other uh, uh, providers that can, like, supplement. It's like, maybe you shouldn't have thrown in a federal law that says right. we can't do the shit in the first place. Right? Here, let's keep going.
3: Part of this issue is, of course, making sure there's stock on the shelves, right? Really? Uh, And and working with the industry right now to optimize their supply lines, product sizes, to increase capacity, and prioritizing product lines that are of greatest needs. Because obviously, um, as someone who... My my child is long been out of formula, fortunately, but it's close enough that I remember when you're trying to go to the store and get the specific kind of formula for your age child sh- or whatever your needs are. So they are uh, they are taking steps uh, with that in
0: mind. They're all- so to address the formula shortage, we are working to put more formula on the shelves through fixing supply lines. So basically, saying to yeah. fix the shortage, we are.
1: Attempting to fix the yeah, shortage. Exactly, that's what they're trying to do.
3: They're also, ex- uh, exercising flexibility and expediting review of notifications of manufacturing changes <laughs> that will help increase supply, particularly in the case of specialized formula. So that applies to that uh, as well talking about for medical formula. needs. We're talking about formula. Uh, and they're also uh, trying to streamline import entry review process processes for already notified infant formula products coming from notified foreign facilities. So what they're
0: globalization. Yep, we're gonna become dependent on Chinese formula yes. or Ukrainian formula or Russian formula. So if
1: another war kicks off, yes, then, we'll then have then another cut problem. the formula off and and that's it.
3: What we're trying to do in the shorthand of it is increase supply by working with a range of manufacturers no and yet. what their capacity is to ensure that the kinds of uh, formula that is it was was recalled is where they're able to help ensure it's on the on the shelves.
1: And then she probably was like, Yeah, that sounded really good. <laughs> So to fix the supply
0: issue, we are going to increase the supply. And one of the things she said was... We all know that reading is so very important for... Stop. Is Is that like buff Billy Mays?
1: It looks like him, doesn't he? I thought Billy Mays died.
0: (laughs) He did, but (laughs) he's reincarnated in that buff white man. Um, God, so sidetracked. She goes on to say... Like, one of the things she said is, uh, one of the things we want to do is, like, uh, eliminate the red tape to getting this. Right. It's like, why is the red tape there in the first right. place? It's
1: fucking baby formula. Yeah, right? well,
0: I'm sure she's referring to the red tape of, you know, that that uh, federal law right. that specified that um, we're only going to go See, to one supplier.
1: It, the problem with this is that they're not going to fix jack shit. Right they're They're just going to she's going to dance around until the abbot gets back on their feet. Yeah. Things are going to continue. They're not going to fix anything. It's just like any other government organization that fucks up big time. That doesn't fix it because you're distracted on something else, mm-hmm. and and then it's going to happen again, and everybody's going to be like, oh, "I yeah. thought you fixed that," and they're like, "Well, uh, uh, the red tape. Uh, there's a federal law in place for this. I mean, it's just it's, it's capitalism. Asinine. Capitalism doesn't work, so right, obviously right. we got to step in yeah. and regulate. And it's like, formula. That's not fucking capitalism. It's the government interfering with everybody's business.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that she had said. That no, they didn't play in that clip, was she was like, if you if you are experiencing blah, 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 and you you can't get, like, basically call your doctor, go to a physician, and they'll provide you formula. It's like, that's like a cop-out answer. Right, yeah. Because are right. you, like, what are you going to do every, because I don't know if you remember, or were your kids on any formula at all? No. You go through a can of formula really fucking fast. What yeah. are you supposed to go every two days and be like, I need more formula? Where's the doctor getting the formula right. from if yeah. there's a formula shortage? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: a stupid freaking answer. Black market formula, span. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. One of these websites was like, never try to produce your own formula. Never try to like create like a DIY baby formula. <laughs> First of all, why not? Right. Exactly. What's worst that can happen? Second of all, who? Like, how do you even do that? <laughs> I know. I don't even know what chemicals are in it. <laughs> I don't want to know what chemicals are <laughs> in it. So, you talk about she's not going to do a damn thing to fix the problem, but. Guess who will? William Gates. Yes. William Gates. Yes. Bill Gates is now backing a lab grown breast milk startup. Why is Coincidentally, he? Coincidentally at the same time.
1: He should just be president.
0: <laughs> he should, I mean, yeah, why doesn't he more right. powerful than he is? Think about though that though. <laughs> lab produced
1: breast milk. That sounds fantastic. Doesn't it? Yes. It's called biomilk with a Q. Sounds like your baby's going to glow in the dark after this. Probably. So uh,
0: this says, Bill Gates backs lab-grown breast milk startup. This came out actually last year. So it just is so convenient that as, kind of like I said about the farmland, as all the the food shortage is happening, Bill Gates happens to own a big chunk of farmland. As a breast milk crisis is going on, Bill Gates happens to own a big steak in this lab-grown fake breast milk
1: company. Isn't,
0: isn't there another phrase for fake breast milk? <laughs> like formula? <laughs>
1: yes, I believe that
0: is accurate. <laughs> so this says, BioMilk, this is from uh, greenqueen.com. <laughs> BioMilk, the female-founded biotech developing, so it's founded by females, so oh, you know. Well, that makes it yeah. good, right? Uh, A female-founded biotech-developing lab-grown breast milk has received backing from Bill Gates' (laughs) Breakthrough Energy Ventures in its latest series, A Financing. The round co-led by Breakthrough and Danish investors, uh, Novo Holdings, will help biomilk accelerate its plan to launch cell-cultured human breast milk and disrupt the multi-billion-dollar infant milk formula industry within the next four years. So they're talking about... (laughs) Yeah, they're talking about disrupting the formula industry. And, I mean, we talk about it, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, maybe he didn't have anything to do with this, but... I could see him being like, you know, guys, we could speed this up now right. and kick this thing off now, yeah. and we could solve a lot of problems. We could really capitalize we'll on change this. Change really our
1: timetable from four years to a year and a half.
0: Or to four weeks, like right. like certain vaccines. Uh it says Biomilk has announced Wednesday on October 20th, the closing of its Series A funding with uh twenty-one million dollars. The North Carolina-based biotech attracted funding from existing investors, breakthrough energy ventures, which is uh, Bill Gates's ventures, uh, the sustainable VC firm founded by Bill Gates and the Danish life science investor Novo Holdings. Says, Biomilk says the proceeds from the round will accelerate its plans to bring its flagship product, cell-cultured human breast milk, to market. Mm. Earlier this year, the company announced that it had, it had successfully farmed human breast milk outside the body. The biotech uses proprietary technology based on cellular agriculture to create an alternative feeding option for infants, one that is not only more sustainable by virtue of eliminating the need to rely on the conventional dairy milk, but also provides the optimal nutrition in real human breast milk. We could be dipping cookies in this shit. Right? Very soon. Damn. Rather than producing just a handful of components within human milk, Biomilk is focused on creating a whole milk product that maintains the integrity of its incredible evolutionary origin. That includes the anti inflammatory polyunsaturated fatty acid known to play a role in promoting healthy human or healthy development in babies. What do you think of this one?
1: I think it sounds like a fucking disaster getting ready to happen. You
0: think so? You think it sounds like maybe like
1: a um,
0: like a sci-fi movie, like a bad sci-fi movie gone wrong?
1: I I do. I do. I I just uh, we we don't know why the the homicide rate's up. I mean, infants are just killing people. I mean, it's just. I mean, ah. what could you?
0: I mean, you got Bill Gates involved. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they're gonna tell us all the different stuff they're gonna put no. in that shit? Oh hell no. Like what vaccines do you think he'll <laughs> inject yeah. in his, his uh fake breast milk? Right. Yeah. Like what <clears throat> I, I don't know, what hormones hormones will they inject in it? I, right. I guarantee you it's not a hundred percent exactly the same thing. Because no. I mean, it's like, well, we could easily inoculate all the children if right. they just like yeah. drank our breast milk. We don't have to give shots, we don't have to do any exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. This this will this will save all kinds of medical costs.
0: Obviously, so uh, the fact checkers um, talk about this one too because oh. this just happens to pop up right around the same time as a baby formula right. shortage. Yeah. And Seems a little obviously, like the Tucker Carlson types or I'm the sorry. the Alex Jones. Alex Jones types are like, well, this isn't a coincidence at all. Well, the fact checkers were like, no, <laughs> <clears throat> no, he didn't create the. The, the formula crisis to promote... Because he's talking, like we said, four to five years. So why right. would he shut down for formula now? Right. Well, there's a good explanation for that. Maybe to increase demand on and right. increase funding, like yeah. government funding, be like, oh, yeah. hey, that looks like a good idea to yeah. throw billions of dollars at.
1: Yeah. Right. Crisis. Uh, I'll be happy to uh, supplement until uh, Abbott can get back on their feet. Right. Right. So... Uh, Let me look at my notes. I mean, nobody makes good breast milk like, you know, women. (laughs) That's true.
0: (laughs) So, do you think it's just a coincidence that he happens to be invested in this at the same time as a baby formula crisis? I think
1: think that this company has been out there for a while. But I think that, um, you know, he probably sees the food crisis as well from a couple years ago looming. Mm -hmm. And decided to get in on the ground floor on this, knowing that you know there's going to be a demand for it. How
0: much did he pay the FDA or Abbott to shut down their facilities that's for a, a while? That's a great question. That would right? be my question. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, like I said, Abbott says that their their bacteria is not related to the bacteria yeah. that's killing babies, so they shouldn't have got recalled. But they're saying the FDA is not allowing them to reopen, and they're attempting to work with them to come to, they said, come to a deal to reopen It's Like, what's this deal? You're right, what yeah. What is this exactly. deal Why that you got to work out? Deal? See, with that's the, FDA. the shady part. Yeah, it's that's like, the
1: shady part that the FDA closed them down for an unrelated bacteria and then won't let them open again.
0: Yeah, it's like, what? what's your deal? Did, I mean, did you clean up the shit that, because yeah. normally when the FDA shuts you down for X, like X problem is here. You solve X problem, you open back up. Yeah. So it, it didn't really go into that. It didn't say, "Hey, we cleaned right. up and we changed that yeah. part out or changed the same." You think like
1: t- a FDA guy inspector's walking through and Bill Gates slipped him a couple mil and so he like dropped some rat shit on the belt and be like, "Oh, I found our bacteria people." Yeah, probably. So, so that's the breast milk part. Yeah, that's, Anything else
0: to say about that one?
1: No, that's pretty I I had heard other things, but everything I looked into it came back to this. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it it's a weird one.
1: Yeah, it is, and again, it, along with the things that we've seen, it's not one that you would think of traditionally when you think of food shortages.
0: No, it just, but it's just weird that it that pops up at the same time yeah. that it just uh, coincidentally is happening. Like we talked about, the perfect storm. It's just right. like, well, we've got war, we've got right, uh, we've got um, supply issues, right? We've got I don't know weather issues, which is chicken kind of, disease, chicken disease, a, yeah. avian flu, right. yeah. You know, and now we have baby formula shortages
1: yeah, because of bacteria.
0: Because of bacteria on one plant that happens to supply all of the the, the poor people's yeah. uh, baby formula across the country. Hmm. So I wanted to talk just just briefly about the poor weather. We briefly talked about that because this this article popped up I think this week, May thirteenth. So a couple of days ago and it says farmers are racing against poor weather to plant crops just want to briefly read a little bit if it even where's the article <laughs> <laughs> is it a video i don't know it says for here we go it says farmers are uh, this is from this is originally from the wall street journal it's on the mint.com Uh, Farmers are in a race against the clock to get their crops in the ground this week, with planting of corn, soybeans, and wheat well behind their usual pace. Wet and cool temps uh, in key parts of the Midwest have delayed farmers' planting plans, leaving them days to get crops in the ground before they start to lose out in a bigger harvest. If they don't, some grain traders say that already high prices for agriculture commodities could rise even more. On Monday, the U.S.... DA said 22% of corn was planted compared with 50% of the previous five-year average. For soybeans, only 12% was planted compared to 24%. And then 27% of wheat was planted when typically 47% was planted by now. So about yeah. half of what normally is planted right. by now. says, for corn, the situation is particularly tenuous because corn planted after this week runs... An increased risk of yielding less, uh, ag- of yielding less, ag- agronomists say. With global grain markets already tight due to poor weather in key growing areas and Russia's war in Ukraine, further disruptions to U.S. crops could push crop prices beyond current near-record levels. So, again, a tipping point. Like anything, anything right. could tip the scales here. So, we got baby formula. We've got uh, the freaking oh yeah, the plants catching on right. fire. We've got. Um, not shortages, but like the the time shortages right. now, planting time shortages. So all these things are just adding up right. to being a real big freaking mess for everything. Mm-hmm. So one farmer has a suggestion for
1: this. Okay, you
0: know what his suggestion is, and this I mean this is a a catch all. Okay, for everything. So this is um. Uh, because this guy is saying we're in a crisis. He says, farmers sound the alarm over the coming food shortage. For the same reasons I just said. Um, poor weather across the country. Higher prices. Fertilizer supplies. Fuel supply chain issues. All these things collectively are making it harder on or farmers. shortages, I'm sure. Yeah. It says, we're going to see a lot of empty shelves and a lot higher prices. This is Boyd Jr., who is... It's John Boy Jr., the president of the National Black Farmers Association. I oh, didn't know that was a thing, me but neither. it is. So he he is calling this is his solution to the problem. Calling on the federal government to give financial aid to farmers to help at least mitigate the same or to mitigate some of the increased costs they are seeing, which would ultimately lead to higher prices for consumers. Government government aid. That's his solution. That's a horrible idea, John Boy. Yeah. You know, what we need is more uh, money thrown yeah, at this We, we need government to intervention. And, I mean, they've been subsidizing farms well, for Since the ever. Depression. Yeah. But <clears throat> all that's going to do is cause inflation to go higher. Right? It's going to cause fuel prices to go higher. Yeah. It's going to ca- cause food prices to go higher and seed prices to go higher yeah. because of inflation. So, it's, yeah, that might temporarily sound like a good fix. It's like, well, just give the farmer some money to, to buy more fuel and fertilizer that they need since right. the prices are higher. But then next year comes around, inflation is higher than it is, and we're back in the same boat, and John Boyd Jr., John Boyd Jr., comes out and says, you know what we need to, subst- to, to make yeah. up for this? We need the government to give us more money, and no. then the government pays for the higher prices, and then the prices go up, and then the following year... John Boyd comes out and says the government needs. To so <laughs> yeah,
1: by exactly.
0: the end of what ten years, the yeah. government's going to be paying for the entirety of the food yes. supply, and therefore it's going to belong yeah. to the government, which is what we want, right?
1: Yeah, right, exactly. So John Boyd, I would say that that's really a bad idea, and you should probably stick to farming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should probably just go like throw yourself under a tractor <laughs> wheel or something. <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> I don't know. What, like that's, that's my opinion on that. Yeah. But what's your opinion on that?
1: No, I, I, I just think that's dumb. And Whenever anybody brings that up as a solution, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, we really just need the government to come in and help uh, manage cost or manage the supply. It's like, why? They can't do shit on their own anyways. Yeah. It's then like, the so government... you want them to screw up your farm?
0: Well, then the government... Well, you know, supply and demand has this way of working itself out. Yeah. And... Like I said, farms have been subsidized forever. Yeah. And I get that we need farms, we need food and stuff, but I feel like it would, it would work itself out. Yeah. Eventually, we might have a couple years of like low product, high prices or something, but yeah. I feel like it would work itself out based on supply and demand. But the Absolutely. government keeps throwing money at it, so it keeps going up.
1: Well, yeah. And they, they, they manipulate the markets and then, you know, they like, they pay farmers to not produce as much, right? Or they pay farmers to, you know, kill off some livestock and bury them in the back forty mm-hmm. and it's like okay well food crisis and you're just burned half your crop right but <laughs> I mean, that it keeps prices from being too low
0: versus the amount it, of cost that it was to produce but still but, but why it,
1: why wouldn't the i mean the government buy the food from the farmer and then take that food and, and distribute it to the poor people. Yes! Yes! Right? I mean, that sounds like a good idea. Am I on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I
0: don't understand what what is even happening. But I don't know.
1: I don't know. Good God. I mean, to, to us, it's common sense. But for some reason, the government just thinks that's a bad idea.
0: Well, if you keep following this this cycle that John Boyd Jr. is is on, it's just going to turn into... Yeah. Government social food distribution. Yeah. Government owning all the freaking yeah. resources, which is ultimately what they want in the first place. Right. So l- let's just give it to them. Right. Yeah. And that's what we said about small businesses during uh the yes. COVID nineteen. It's just like the government shuts you down because of safety and health concerns. And then they're like, We're gonna give you money. And it's and it's like I don't think that did that have to be paid back?
1: Um if they used it for um they used it for payroll or to pay off some of their overhead it did not. But
0: still, even on that, like they're paying you to stay open. It's right. like it's kind of like they're paying the farmers yeah. to not produce crops. So they are paying you to stay open, you are not turning a profit. Right. At some point you got to turn the lights back on and run the shit yourself.
1: Right, absolutely. And the
0: start it's like how much more gas is used to start a car than to to idle a car. Right. Um right. It's gonna like how many businesses were unable to start back up? Or mm. if they are able to, they're going to be hurting bad, and then they gotta turn to the government for what? More right. government assistance. And yeah. we predicted we're like if we keep down this path, the government's basically going to turn around and be like, Yeah, call back in their their chit and absolutely. be like, you know what? This is mine now. This got this yeah. business is mine now. And that's just how I feel well, yeah. I feel like that's what they ultimately want. Well, yeah, absolutely. Let, let let's just put the government in control of all of it because they are just efficient, the most efficient at um, at supply and uh, production and stuff like that. No, that's that's why capitalism works because they work to turn a profit, so therefore they do things in efficient manners. Yes, I get that things slip through the cracks and we get big corporations that fuck it all up for everyone, but the government had a big hand in creating that monster too. Exactly. That's not capitalism either. No, no. So I, I just don't understand how that would fix the food crisis by yeah. the government chipping in and throwing more money or yeah. you know what we should do we should just go and export more food right. from another country that there would be go. a good yeah. idea that, right
1: That's fantastic but but you're by going through that right all you, all John boys helping out is John boy John Boyd. Sorry, John Boyd. He's a farmer. I want to go John Boyd. I don't know why. <laughs> but, I mean, all, all that does is help him out and help out his farm. And I understand that's his priority. I mean, he doesn't farm for the world. He farms for his family.
0: Well, in his mind, if the government chips in some money so he doesn't have to pay as much, then he can turn around and sell it for cheaper. So right. it helps us out because then food- Right. But again, in the cycle of events, next year down the road, inflation's a little bit higher right. because we threw He's so many billions. It billion. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. a big
1: old process. And, and it just it's like getting the payday loans, right? It just keeps building up, and you really or, don't get ahead. Or using
0: a credit card to pay off a credit card right. to pay yeah, off a credit right. card. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it, I
0: don't know. Maybe we're just insane. I think we are. Maybe we're just selfish. <laughs> the UN in all of this with all this food crisis and food inflation and stuff going on the the UN predicts social unrest i think so guessed, guest right food shortage people going hungry causes social unrest yeah is that what they possibly want <clears throat> right. i mean we're not the the great reset podcast but we Definitely fall back on that a lot. Right. I mean, what a better way to reset the system than get everybody like really hungry right. and really pissed off? We, yeah. I mean, that's how how agencies like the uh, National Endowment for Democracy. That's how they mm-hmm. they manipulate governments is they like yeah. create social unrest or like um, amplify social unrest in these countries so that the populace like overthrows their leader and brings in somebody that's more willing to play ball with people like us. So what if we could do that on a global scale, create global unrest across the board, and just wreck this system that organizations like the WEF think needs to be reset anyway? What a better way to do that than just get everybody pissed off and be like, we need something else.
1: We need somebody to come in to be able to regulate this shit. So We need someone to regulate our resources for us because well, yeah. things are just way out of control. Yeah,
0: and obviously, uh, Klaus Schwab is the man to do that. Of course. So this is the last article I got, I promise. It says, war-fueled food inflation will cause social unrest, according to a UN official. It says, a perfect storm. There it is. There's again. I mean, again. There it is again. Un-
1: unprecedented.
0: Uh, unprecedented. A perfect storm of war, extreme weather, and COVID nineteen will drive. How long can they fall back on COVID nineteen? Too, they're going to
1: ride that all the way.
0: Will drive global food prices to levels that will cause social unrest in some parts of the world, according to David Beasley, head of the United Nations World Food Program. The guy that distribute distributes food, mm-hmm. resources, collects all the food resources, and distributes it has no conflict of interest. And no. There being food shortages and being like, hey, if we don't collect all the resources and distribute it evenly, we're going to have social unrest. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, I give you the next Anthony Fauci.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of food. If people can't feed their children and families, then politics unsettles. What does that even mean? (laughs) Hit by high prices and supply disruptions, Beasley said the UN has been forced to ration food supplies to millions of people around the world. Often that means diverting food away from hungry children to feed starving children. If we're not there with a the safety net program, there you go. Safety net program, yep. that's what we need. If we're not yeah. there with social programs that work so well, yeah. i.e., Haiti, again, we use, sorry, Haiti, we got to use you for the yes. classic well, you, of the example programs. of failed social programs. Yes. Yes. Um, If we're not there with the safety net program, then the political extremists, or whatever the case may be, will exploit that. (laughs) What about the people (laughs) who exploit their own safety net programs? What about, like, the Clinton Foundation?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Beasley said during a conference in New York, Next thing you know, you've got riots, famine, destabilization, and then mass migration by necessity. Food prices are the main problem this year. But Beasley fears next year there will be food availability crisis for a variety of reasons, including the war in Ukraine. In 2023, he says, you're going to have a food shortage problem. Uh, It says, meanwhile, the impact of food prices will be felt around the world. It already is. We talked a little bit about Iran is having food riots right now. You know, the things that sparked the the Arab Spring and other things like that. Yes. Come from food prices, usually. Yes. In the United States, some people might buy less Netflix, but you have enough money to buy the food you need. It's going to be tough on people, but nothing compared to Chad, Mali, and Ethiopia. Beasley said societal impacts will likewise vary. You're seeing it happen in the U.S., a wealthy nation with inflation and families at grocery stores buying milk at higher prices. So can you imagine what the heck is happening in places like Chad, Malawi, and the DRC? He's really using Chad and Malawi. He really is. Uh, Referring to the Democratic Republic of Congo. He pointed to the recent protests in Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and elsewhere. Um, He goes on to talk about it's much worse than you think. Heading into January, the U.N. worried 2022 would mark the worst humanitarian crisis since World War II.
1: Damn.
0: I mean, that's extreme, and that was before the Russia-Ukraine war. So now when they point at Russia-Ukraine and they're like, this is all their fault, it's like, whoa, whoa, you were predicting the worst humanitarian crisis since World War II before this was even really a thought. And then Russia invaded Ukraine, (laughs) the world's breadbasket. Uh, It says Beasley estimates under normal circumstances, Ukraine's farmers grow enough food to feed about 400 million people. That's pretty much going to be out of the equation for many, many months. Uh, So here's his solution. Can billionaires do more to help? Oh, geez. As of about five years ago, roughly 80 million people around the world were marching towards starvation. But that number spiked to 135 million before COVID-19 erupted, largely due to conflict and extreme weather. Now, a st- staggering 276 million people are at the critical level, including nearly 49 million in 43 countries that are on the brink of famine, according to the UN. It says we have a a one-time crisis, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Again, these social programs have been in effect for years and years and right, years. The yeah. UN. Food program has been in effect for how long? And within the last five years, it's gone, it's like tripled in numbers. Yes, I get that COVID did something there, but that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Exactly. You're putting rockets up in space. You've got incredible technology and mindsets. Let's solve the hunger problem for countries around the world. That's doable. Beasley noted that the at the height of COVID, the average net worth of increase of the world's billionaires stood at $5.2 billion per day. I just need two days of your net worth to increase, or net worth increase. Is that too much to ask? What about this? What about $80 billion we're sending to Ukraine to fight a war? Right? What if we threw that $80 billion into yeah. the food? Yeah. I mean— you think that would solve the problems, but how many billions of dollars do we send to the UN? And and,
1: and that's what, you know, it's like with the the whole global warming thing, right? Where these people go to the the Green Summit, you know, and they all take their private planes and drive in their convoys with Hummers and shit. And then say how much we need to save energy, right? Mm -hmm. Same shit with this whole food shortage thing. If it's that big of a deal... Why are we sending more money and arms to Ukraine to fight Russia? Why don't we find a solution to end this shit now? Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. they don't take it serious. They don't give a shit about a food no, crisis.
0: No. Well, again, it falls back kind of on like the W F. It's like this is like you all need to do something to fix this, and you all need to le- live like like a lower lifestyle. Right. Um, you all need to learn how to consume better, and it's just yeah. like all these multi-billionaires that are going to these Davos resorts yeah. and spending how many millions of dollars on these these freaking dinners to to talk about what we yeah. need to do and how we need to right. change our consumerism when yeah. all those people there as as the UN guy here says those people there could all single-handedly fix it by just yeah here ha- have have a couple billion of my dollars right. instead of hey all you people over here that are i mean due to inflation we're not Living that high above, yeah, that
1: well off, I wouldn't yeah. say for if a minute. If you ma- stopped watching Netflix and took that money and sent it, you know, that you'd do a lot better. It's
0: like if you stopped having your freaking resorts, yeah, um, meetings. Maybe you could solve something. Yeah. If you stopped flying your private jets, yeah. maybe you could solve but something. Again,
1: it just shows you how much they don't take. It, it's not a serious issue to them. It's right. just lip service.
0: Well, it's serious, but it's not. Serious. They are above. They are oh, yeah, here. Right. We're here.
1: They need to tell us what to do. Because... Yeah, well,
0: if they lived down here, they wouldn't be able to right. have the pull the strings to get the world back to a better place. They have to be up here right. to call the shots. Yes. And I don't know. It's, it's it's fucking dumb. It is. Like, I don't know. It's a freaking headache. There are solutions out there, though, to this food shortage. Absolutely. You want to see what one of them is?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So this came across this unrelated came across my Twitter feed earlier this week.
1: Okay.
0: Square eat. Meals in squares. An innovative food concept.
1: Huh.
0: It's like I don't know what that is. Is it like baby food in a square? It's Is it like a a tablet, a food tablet? Yeah. like
1: Oh, well, it's like the Willy Wonka never ending Gobstopper. Right? Yeah.
0: So, this could be a solution if we yeah. all just switch to these food meals and squares, the innovative food concept. Yeah. It's like they're, they're trying, throwing the, this was a sponsored ad from Square Eat. It says right there on the, the thing a square sponsored Eat. ad on Twitter from Square Eat. Does it say what it is? It's just food in a square, meals <laughs> in a square, an innovative food concept. That's all it says about it. <laughs>
1: Huh. What do you think? You want to eat
0: that? No. Every day? <laughs> no. It's probably
1: mostly bugs and yeah. like soy right. product. It's probably like chopped up meal worm with soy. Yeah. Ugh.
0: So that's one uh. one option. I mean, you could solve, ship ship those across oh, yeah. the world. Um we could all start eating the meal squares. The Africans could all, we could all be on the same playing yeah. level eating meal squares. That's all we need. Not meal worms, meal squares. Yeah. So, that's, that's maybe there's a need. reason they called them mealworms because they're an acceptable meal. Yes. They were, they were grooming us back then yes. to eat mealworms. They're like, like, you
1: know what? We need to call this. Let's someday call we're going to have to eat this. It tastes horrible, but you can eat it. <laughs> and
0: it will sustain you as a meal. I think mealworms are probably better than what these meal squares. Yeah. <coughs> How much food coloring you think is in those? Cause what
1: natural product is that bright green or orange? <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. So what's your thought on those? I think that sounds horrible. That came across your Twitter feed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Meal
1: squares. Huh.
0: It's innovative. We should
1: should order some just to see what they taste (laughs) like.
0: We should. We should eat them on this podcast. We should. Then this post came up, (laughs) but don't worry. This one has been deemed as a fake thing. But I I just wanted to, to point this one out because I said we'd get to the WEF. Yeah. This is supposedly a fake Klaus Schwab account that has since been shut down, but this one popped up. Over the last couple of weeks and it's been since fact checked, but it wouldn't surprise me if this was his actual mentality. Right. It says the World Economic Forum are working on the Biden admi- or with the Biden administration to ensure that most people will survive the coming <laughs> shortage food shortage. <laughs> Citizens that have an up to date vaccine documents will receive regular packages of plant based <laughs> protein products, which probably look like this <laughs> <Right>. meal squares. <laughs> so, again, don't worry. This has been debunked as not true. But again, I want to be surprised if that is his actual mentality. No doubt. Because I know that the WF has said we need to change consumer patterns. Absolutely. Because if we eat less, obviously that's going to give more food to the Africans. I mean. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. (laughs) And we have people out there. That have basically said if you're not willing to get vaccinated, you should be shunned from society and yeah. not allowed to go to the, get yeah. f- like food and shit yeah. like that. So it wouldn't surprise me if Klaus Schwab actually no, said that. Me neither. But that and one just kind of. And they're like,
1: ah, oh, we got gotcha. you.
0: And then it talks about them receiving their regular packages of plant-based protein products, which brought me back, <laughs> reminding me it's got to be the meal squares because that's the only option of that. Um. Uh, I wish I could click on that YouTube video to see if it actually played anything. Yeah, right. Um, That just tells... I mean, that just goes back to what we were talking about, um, the government kind of taking over the food supply. It's like, you'll receive... Don't worry, you'll receive your your daily ration or what... I mean, look at freaking any communist, like, failed communist country. That's that's what it was, was meal rations. Yeah, That's what it was... Um and freaking Russia yeah. and how many people starved to I death was on say, that?
1: Yeah, I mean they 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 actually went to cannibalism.
0: Well, I I know this is debunked too, but um the government efficiency of of the food supply is what directly or indirectly led to the famines in Russia at the time because right. they're like well no it wasn't it wasn't communism yeah. that led to starvation it was there was a drought at the time well how much of the government inefficiency of mm. like food production led to those droughts right. because the way we treat our ground leads directly to drought right. conditions yeah and we're like steps away from because of the artificial shit that we put in our ground and we don't let it naturally reproduce itself right. yeah we're headed for basically man-made Absolutely. drought because we I mean, don't... that's California. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What's your thought? Like, we're out of time. What's your yeah. thought on all this? <sighs> Coincidence that all this stuff's happening now? Do you think there's an element of this being, us being pushed towards this man-made uh Food crisis to lead to some sort of great reset, or do you think it's just maybe a collection of all this that's a crisis that's going to get taken advantage of by these people?
1: I, I think that's more likely. It
0: you don't it, think it's the, them intentionally doing it, but
1: I, I think certain things are like you said they're they're looking to take advantage of it, right? But um, I you know I think some some of these things are coincidental. Some of these things, like you said, the weather, uh-huh. you know, um. But I, I definitely think they're gonna they're they're waiting to they're they're making things worse yeah. so that they could take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, it's like somebody that's like, you know, I'm I I'm kind of overweight and I need to get I would like to get a lap band surgery, but I have to be like 50 more pounds to get right. a lap band surgery. So instead of doing the work to lose weight, right. they do the work to gain weight right. to get the 50 pounds to get the lap bands. It's yeah. kind of what this reminds it's like, yeah. yes, I know there's a food problem and we could potentially take it full advantage of this but the people aren't going to go for that when it's yeah. just kind of a mild food yeah. crisis so what if we made it a major yeah. food crisis either a like legitimately making it or b having the media yeah. make it make well, up to be I bigger mean, than again it is. they've
1: been calling for a food crisis since since covid
0: isn't that interesting how they they like predict these things yeah. and it's just like why aren't you doing more to fucking fix it? Right. Yeah, it? and,
1: and that—that's exactly it. It's like you—you—you—you you, you, you know there's problems out there. You see the problem coming, but you don't do anything it, to fix it until it's just like, oh, guys, it's here. Remember we yeah. said it was here. Now we need to do something. It's like, yeah. and, and then they blame it on something that just happens. Like, yeah. You just, oh, the war in Russia. Yeah. Dude, it's you've like, been
0: predicting this for two fucking right, years. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't we like learn how to, like, if you saw this coming, you should have been like, you know. What if a war kicked off? That would be really bad, yeah.
1: especially in the the breadbasket of the of world. The world.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should like start yeah. moving things around now. But right. instead, we and, might and, tell and that. Plus, cause...
1: it's been a very volatile issue area since 2014. Right, right. But so, so the threat is there. Anybody who sees this stuff on a regular basis would know that. Uh huh. But yet they keep pushing and poking and, yeah or and, and again, how long have
0: we been at odds with China yet we yeah have them supply 99% of our products and right. like goods and services and our electronics and stuff come from and like computer chips come yeah. from China and we're just like we don't like you guys Yeah, uh, let's let's keep making things worse yeah. over there and then they're like no more computer chips yeah. for you and we're like oh my god they cut off it's like yeah. if you're going to do one like maybe find a way to Resupply yourself before yeah. you start poking right, that right.
1: bear. And it's like you know, wow, you know this war with Russia and Ukraine is really horrible for the rest of the world. Here you go, man. Get yourself some more missiles. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's <laughs> just like, <laughs> I mean, as shitty as it sounds, it's like we could solve this. Just stop, <laughs> yeah, exactly. stop funding Ukraine. The war will end yes. very quickly. Yes, believe me, Ukraine will will seek peace in any way possible if we stop <laughs> that. Giving or, them or they'll weapons. just get overthrown. <laughs> or immediately. They will be gone. Shitty solution, but... but. I mean, you know, us pushing them into this war... Yeah. Which oh, is yeah, what we we did. We yeah. We got your back. We got your back. We well, got your back. We got your back. We got your back. We can't really directly get them involved. Get involved in this, but but we got your back. Here's some weapons. Yeah, and, just, and just we're going to do, do some financial shit that'll yeah. really screw with their heads.
0: Yes, and then we're going to really piss them off yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So so they feel like they're backed into a corner, and yeah. all they can do is continue to fight this war. You're <laughs> going like,
1: yeah. Wait, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> So do you think do you think this is gonna get as bad like next year as that UN guy is predicting that it's not gonna be high food prices, it's gonna be like food shortage, I, worldwide food shortage. Do you think it hits here? Because there's already food shortage there. Yeah. It's just I mean, it's I, just known that there's food yeah, shortage
1: there. I, I, I think it will hit I think it'll hit the big cities. You think so? Yeah. I, I think the rural areas will feel some, yeah, but not as bad as the big urban areas, like New York City, Chicago, L.A., the, they will feel the pinch the be- biggest, because
0: the rural cities have the food right there at their disposal. Well, and, well exactly. They're exactly. just going to be like Russia and be like, yeah. man, giving food to you, yeah. we need this food for ourselves. And right. then, yeah, the people that depend on what I, I guess you could call imports into the cities yeah. are, going, like you said, going to feel it because they're they don't have food production there. Right. They depend on outside source being the rural areas. Mm-hmm. And the rura- rural, that's a hard word to say, um, areas are like, no, we need food for our families and our communities. And I think things become more community-based yes. as things like that break down, as yeah. structure breaks down. Um, the cities... Are going to collapse on themselves, yeah. and those people are going to like not know what to do with themselves because that's what it's been built to to be. And even the WF wants everybody to live in big right. communities and cities so they can right. provide us with our resources and our sustenance right. instead of the rural communities where yeah. they're like, you know, we can just feed ourselves right yeah. here. Right. I got a garden. I got uh, yeah. Joe's got a freaking beef farm so,
1: over there. So the, Meg's got chickens. The question you got to ask is, what point does the government decide that they need to get a hold of those resources to equally distribute it out to the urban areas. As soon
0: as we start feeling it here in the right. cities, they'll they'll clamp down on it. Just like the UN's, like you know, we need government sponsored yeah. freaking programs. So they'll they'll have a government program here that's like, you know what, you you and you give me your food. We got to distribute it.
1: So will people lash out at the government if the government comes in to try to take their family farms. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If it comes immediately, if it's like a slow process, it's kind of like where you see like the cities kind of developing around the farms slowly till one day Jim Bob wakes up and looks out his window is like, how did I get a freaking four way stop or a a traffic circle right outside my house right here? So I don't know. Like if it it comes immediately, it's like boiling a frog. They're going to be pissed. But if it's a slow process where they just kind of. Hey, we're gonna tax you a little more. We're gonna tax you to the point where it's just like, well, I can't even fucking afford a right. farm anymore. Then,
1: Which I, I think that the shutdowns with COVID w- were kind of like a like kind of turning up the heat a little bit yeah. on people. And you know, I think the people in the cities again were the ones that were like, well, it's for the good of everybody. So yeah, yeah I'll do it. And it's the people in the rural areas were like, no, this doesn't make sense. No,
0: no, this doesn't add up at all. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't go outside and there's nobody around me. It just doesn't make sense. So. Yeah. We are out like well, way over out of time for this week. I thought this might be a short one too. I thought so, so too. Um, this has been an interesting one. Yeah. What do y'all think? You think we're gonna feel the growing pains of shortages, or just costs go up? Which they're yeah. gonna have to obviously uh, give us bailout money, right. or like uh, yeah, food what, vouchers. Yeah, food like extra money on our paycheck. They're right. gonna take money from us to give back to yeah. us to to feed us, kind of yeah. like they did during COVID. Uh, what do y'all think? Leave something in the comments. Comments are always open. You can also check out our Facebook forum. I guess the comment section on YouTube is not currently (laughs) open because our YouTube channel is not currently open, but everywhere else you can leave a comment. We got a Facebook forum called the breaking the bell forum. You can join that, ask to get in and we'll probably let you in. Uh, if you don't look like a Russian bot or something, or maybe even if if you're a cool Russian bot, then yeah, we'll let you in. Um, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Jump in over there. Join us. Like, subscribe. Subscribe. Like, subscribe, share. All that fun stuff the kids tell you to do on social media. We got to get out of here, though. We have no solution to this problem, except no. become more self-sustaining. Yes. We can't say this enough. Become self-sustaining. Grow yourself a freaking garden. Yep. Uh, raise chickens that don't have avian flu. Yes.
1: Create uh, a network.
0: Yeah, something. Yes. Like, do something to be more self-sustaining because you'll be less affected by this when it inevitably or not inevitably hits us. So we got to get out of here. We will talk to you this weekend. I will not cancel the weekend wrap up this weekend. Knock on wood. Hopefully not. Um, Otherwise we'll be back here next Monday night. Same time, same channel 7 PM central standard time. Every Monday night we are live. We will be, Maybe back on YouTube by then, because it said one week. Oh, yeah. So maybe by then. I don't and know it when It depends that on hit.
1: what they, they decided <clears throat> on this show. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> well, this isn't on YouTube yet, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we should be back on YouTube. Same time, same wherever you listen to it. Have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break
1: the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon
0: members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to
1: help support us, visit patreon.com breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your earholes. And as always, never stop talking.